0: At Kroger, you can find the highest quality products at a great price in every
1: aisle, every day with Kroger brand. So you can stock up on your household favorites that are tried, tested, and loved by you. Because when you get the products you love at
0: great prices, it feels like winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Simply.
1: it's like i'm going through puberty a second time
0: <laughs> hopefully you'll feel young again too
2: hey guys uh I, th- I think we're live i can't tell it's 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 not it's said live. this thing's me. not moving it's it's, it's just froze it's live or it's, it's live it's because it's not it's okay there we go we're live i'm not even gonna yeah. try to do the intro because like I just gotta hey notice. guys big time technical problems again today like it's it's just like all the time like every time i try to use this software it's weird because when i have my guest on tonight it seems like we have more technical difficulties like because he always kind of brings the heat and uh, i'm sorry it took us long to start that we're here and who i have with me as I have with me my friend Nathan Sizak from Voices of Orion. And he's. we're going to introduce you guys to his friend, Dean, who also goes by Seven Alone tonight. Um, together, they formed the Voices of Orion Project. Uh, a little bit more about my guest. Nathan is a lifelong MyLab victim who first got abducted at the age of six by tall, white, skinny, gray, like extraterrestrials under a multi multinational joint Draco ET military program called Project Ibis. Nathan has memories of being in project surrogate, which involves soul being fractured and transferred to his current body from a hygiene ET hybrid body at the white sands, New Mexico underground base. After a lifetime of psychic psychological, emotional and physical abuse, Nathan was able to break free from the programs. And thanks to the help of his new podcast, partner, Dean seven his friend, Diane Elwood and three angelic extraterrestrials. His project partner, Dean is a talented psychic counselor, deprogrammer. Healer, after his activation in 2016, became a heavily heavily targeted individual. Dean and Nathan have discovered that they have a significant past-life extraterrestrial connection, and they have teamed up to create the Voices of Orion Project, which is a grassroots disclosure project aiming at exposing the New Age ET deception, and Negative Extraterrestrial Presence, which has hijacked planet, planet and enslaved the human race as a part of their collective efforts to facilitate the great awakening and end the spiritual bondage that has abused and exploited the human race and hijacked their destiny against the will of our creator and without that said i want to give them a big warm welcome to the show nate uh, dean thank you for coming on how are
0: you thank you Hiya, rob yeah thanks for having us on it's nice to meet you uh finally <laughs> Um, yeah, I was
2: going to say, after a lot of talking, I mean, it, it's, it really is nice to meet you, Dean. Um, so where did you guys want to start? Do you want me to pull up the pictures, or is that is that where you want me to go first?
1: <laughs> well, I can give you, like, a little bit of a primer for everybody so that they, they know who I am. And, uh, you know, I, I'm not on here all, enough, really, for people to know me that well. So I, I guess we'll start there uh for some of you who know me um I've done multiple interviews here and the last one I did was called the project Ibis deception and um like like he was saying I'm a lifelong my lab victim <clears throat> I realized that um my hijacking and abductions span two lifetimes starting in 1953 in a set, and that was my first lifetime um, I came into this world in 1947 the year of that large UFO flap I think that was the year that Israel became a country, too. Um, But anyway, yeah. um, Essentially what it is is that um, I'm a MyLab victim. Uh, I've been abused. I've been put through literally hell. I've been sickened, And I realized what what actually happened to me is that in the programs after I was abducted, there was a, a plan that was hatched prior to me coming here and incarnating here to where I was to break free from the psychological control of the AI and so forth with my alters and sabotage programs within these on-planet and off-planet uh, programs that are under Project IBIS and others. And uh, as a result, uh, I found out that I was put into a program after I was abducted at age six. They created a placeholder. <clears throat> well, I was actually turned into the placeholder at some point, 1973, before I was born. I have a memory of that from the White Sands, New Mexico facility where my soul was fractured and placed in this container body at the 12th week of conception. And um, I was put into a program where the clone alter version of myself was, um, or actually multiple versions of it were kept at White Sands because uh, I was what you would call an unruly my lab or super soldier, however you wanna call it. And uh, they, they used their technology to sicken and abuse me and it's kind of a way of reforming the victim or finishing the victim off. So um, before that happened, before they terminated me, about a year before my friend here from um, uh, Project Avalon came into my life and uh, so did a wonderful woman from Australia and uh, <clears throat> had three, three contact, three ET contacts that were able to get through under special arrangements. They were angelic and uh, just to make a long story short my higher self was able to become activated and to explain and show me how to burn the silver cords off, which separated me from the clone at white sands, at which point that that was sometime last That was actually the first week of September of 2022. Um, After that, my life has been basically a kind of a cat and mouse sort of thing where I'm under constant attack. I've had two attempts on my life and they're trying to make me chronically sick. So, um, Anyway, uh, my psychic mentor that's with me here today has joined me to be part of my, my social media project, and uh, we're, we're here to weather the storm and to wake people up uh, to the ET menace and what's going on in the, in the extraterrestrial occupation of the earth, and we're here to expose things and expose the programs, including the New Age Deception. Um, so that's pretty much what I've got to say.
0: Yeah, that, how about
2: that the is, uh, that the is. Uh, the timer just froze at five 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 five? Like my my live timer, we said we were at five minutes and fifty five seconds. Like I just think that's weird. That's a, I think that's a good sign. Like it it froze, but it froze at five five, five which is you know I've been no, seeing I haven't seen mean, that a lot lately, I don't know. Like,
0: sorry, Dean. Go ahead. Let's see a lot. No, that's here. okay. That's okay. Uh, there's been a lot of. um technical glitches too when talking with one another lately just so like people know that that it happens with nathan and i a lot too that um sometimes there's a delay over each other's voices and so it's hard to interact (laughs) you know you end up talking over each other but um but uh yeah in essence what nathan's saying is correct um uh, i met him on avalon and uh, that's a place where there's been quite a few special people that have arrived there and they connect and, uh, end up working together or doing, um, different things together, just learning about their, their past or whatever their grievances are on a spiritual level, a lot of the time. And, um, I started doing, um, mentorship myself through another individual on Avalon, um, and uh i was doing that for about well i've been doing that for about six years and uh, that involves trauma incident reduction and regression and psychic work mixed in together with it and um when i came across nathan i noticed that he was i did a read on him where he was really looking for help and no one was really helping him for from what i could tell and uh so we connected and uh very quickly i started to see the things that were going on with him like uh for example when we first started talking when i as soon as i connected with him in a call uh there was an eye looking at me a a very bad presence and um it was looking around very confused very much like um uh i suppose a lot of people can relate to this like if they've seen lord of the rings with the eye of sauron they um did you you guys notice how that thing looks around everywhere kind of almost like curious and confused trying to observe everything that's kind of what happened there it was like this strange eye in a pyramid uh and it was a very dark presence and it took a lot for me to clear it and um and then uh as i continued to talk to nathan um, more and more came forward. I mean, he was talking about, um, what he'd been through and he was actually explaining to me about how he started to realize these cords were attached to him, to someone, uh, sorry, not to someone else, to, to another physical body that looked like him in a, what looked like a lab setting, um, in a base. And at first, um, just for the sake of people understanding i don't have a bias about these things i actually told nathan that i wasn't even sure that this was a thing that could happen um because i often have to sometimes i have to make sure i don't have a bias despite what i'm doing um because because really the what what i mean by that is when you don't have a bias despite what what you're doing is that uh i get a lot of feeling I, I use feeling as part of my read, uh, and um, that can be confusing for people because, you know, you have emotional biases, and then how do you discern that versus a psychic actual feeling that you get? And uh, so I was looking at this, and he actually did have these things. I thought it, wasn't, it might not have been a thing at first. There might have been some confusion, but no, I did start seeing it and I went back to my mentor and she said yeah these things really do happen and I thought okay because I started seeing it I started seeing these these cords these etheric silver cords going from him to this other physical body that did look that really did look like him and it was in a lab setting in a white tiled lab setting with an office chip there was like a typical office there too like it had a lot of had a lot of lab equipment computer type equipment um i don't know how to describe it. a lot of it i cut i don't know how to describe it because i'm not familiar with the with the rate the type of computer or radio technology whatever i was looking at but it's you know how a lot of you know how some people just have radio gear just everywhere all on a desk like um It was something like that and then there was also this chair that just it was very normal looking chair actually it was just a an office chair that was black and it um it it didn't even have a long back to it you know how some people have the office chairs that go up behind their Mm -hmm. their back um this one was kind of more you see the one Nathan sitting on now it's actually a bit smaller of a backrest than that it actually doesn't even go up past Nathan's neck so that's how much detail I ended up seeing and uh, I've had a lot of experience with remote viewing I've had a lot of experience with psychic reads I've been very accurate with what I do I've done a lot of years of testing this and I'm very i i turn out to be very rarely wrong and that's not to not to brag or anything that's just to give people an idea of if i if i end up seeing something like this it's usually it, it is there and um i really do think that whatever's going on with this is is in a base somewhere um nathan sees it as white sands i do get that read as well and um but there's there's bases all over the place. There's bases where I live. There's bases everywhere. <laughs> I mean, when you understand the technology that they have, and what, how quickly they can make the tunnels, honestly, the, probably the harder work involved would be setting up the actual base, putting things in it like f- furniture and things like that. It, that. That making the actual tunnels, from my understanding, doesn't even seem to be that difficult. When you have the appropriate technology, it's like uh, uh, Phil Schneider was talking about this, about those drills that how they, the it drills, it, it kind of melts through the rock and then solidifies the, the molten rock and kind of self-seals it. So there you go. You've got an You've got an instant tunnel there that's just all it has to do is cool and it's sealed itself and you just have to put stuff inside of it.
2: I got I got something to say. I, I was going to say, I think that uh, this might have been something that Max Spears was on too. I think that was, it was, it was something, it was definitely something involving something government that took him out. Like, I don't think it was anything just ET related. I mean, it had, it had to do with ETs, right? But I think it definitely had to do with something more like, I don't know, but i let you guys continue on. Sorry.
1: Well, it's, it's interesting you brought him up. I just wanted to mention something. And also, before I do, did you hear that feedback when he was talking? It sounded like a TV was on. Are you are you hearing that, Rob?
2: I'm not hearing it,
1: but I wouldn't be surprised, right? I mean, I'm actually hearing it right now. When you paused, I heard it. Hmm. It's a TV program in the background. Anyway, <clears throat> it's probably the government. Yeah, what I was going to say I about can her, vaguely hear that. Yeah, I heard it the whole time you were talking. Now, the noise that I've got around me with my son playing with stuff upstairs. But um, anyway, what I wanted to say about Max Spears is it's likely that he wasn't killed for talking. I, I a lot of these people, <clears throat> they know they're going to talk. They know that, that they're going to wake up. So what they do is is they will co-op them um, at a subconscious level, and they will co-op them at a physical level by allowing them to you know to go through the gatekeepers in the community these are the podcast hosts these are the conference uh the conferences and so forth so if they don't want you talking you're not going to be able to talk he was definitely able to talk and what I think probably what happened to him is that since he was the placeholder is what I call it that's the person that's the version of you that they put in society and they can either do two things with you they can either make you a you know, social media influencer such as one of these starseed influencers where you have your podcast and your show and you do psychic readings and all that and you have you know uh, reports on the galactic federation they'll use you for that purpose or they'll just keep you in society or you know keep you asleep and unaware of yourself or actually there's a third one which is they do for those of us who they had trouble controlling which is make us sick and i think in his case it was simply time to recycle the placeholder very possible that that's just he just met his expiration date because each and every one of us basically if we're still in the program we'll have a termination date mine was in my early 50s from what I, uh, from what I understand James Ring told me that I think he said his was around 45 or 47 I'm not sure <clears throat> I can't remember what. I think it was 45 that could change hopefully he, he's still here age 45 but um I, I that's what I think happened to Max Spears I, I think they recycle him right back in you know because <clears throat> if they didn't want him to talk he would have wound up uh, going through what I went through which is being you know the pariah of the community and then for since 2008 I couldn't get anybody to talk to me until I started my own podcast and I had incredible resistance after that the fact that he was able to get to where he was and get the notoriety that he did I think it's because they allowed it to happen to a certain degree, but then tried to, you know, to, to restrict what he did. Anyway, that that's my opinion. So what do you guys think?
0: I'm not too, I'm not, a, I'm not really well studied about Matt Spears, but I, I do know there was some strange thing to do with him with black goo related subject. And, um, yeah. as I did my own digging into all that over the years, um, There is some kind of strange stuff going on with that like for example i've got a picture here saved of a representative um eric swalwell this was on his own twitter by the way so i can i can say this he he's the one who put the photo up um and in the photo he's got something black in his eye and then i i went to um i went to this this other woman in the pictures uh, I don't know her name, but she looks like I don't know if she's Indian, but she's another representative. And she had her own version of this picture. Like, it's like it's kind of like it's, it's the same setting, the same day, but like they're in different positions. And in her picture, she's also got the black stuff in her eye. And in, the black stuff in his eye is no longer on that side, it's on the other side instead. And I thought that that was really weird. And, um, when you look into this whole black goo subject, what I found is that it's it could quite possibly be a nanite technology that is using magnetite graphene oxide, um, like a some kind of a fluid, highly uh, structured alloy, like a because graphene is very very strong, as as you guys know. Um, That's why they use it. it's very flexible but very strong and magnetite is fluid like if you look up magnetite um it will show you like that you know how you see those videos i don't know if you guys ever seen those videos of people messing with magnets and it's like look at this look at this stuff kind of like it's it kind of forms like a ball and then sometimes it spikes up and down um it reacts to things and then and then the mainstream tried to debunk these claims that people were finding nanites on the beach and finding nanites in their body and stuff and saying, oh, this is just the stuff people are just showing you videos of is just magnetite. So I'm like, oh, really? So I, because the, the mainstream, they, these people, they like to trick you with half-truths and say, look, you're just crazy. This is what it really is. But the thing is, that is, that is what it is. It is actually, when I looked into this, they on a scientific level um, they have been the science industry has actually been messing with combining magnetite with graphene oxide and uh, and aluminiums and um, I found another article that was talking about how they these nanites can even potentially use aluminium as some kind of a base foundation when they initially enter a subject um and then discard the aluminium once it's no longer needed I don't know how that makes sense scientifically because I'm not a scientist doing this kind of stuff (laughs) but um I know what I read and that was very strange and interesting and you can even find these other articles um you see if this comes up for anyone that's watching um just go and look up mit blacker than black nanites or you know that there was some article talking about nanites that are black or something that's blacker than black they they like to use that term or terminology for it and i just found that really interesting because um the magnetite's very black and graphene can come off as a very dark kind of blacky deep gray black um, and maybe when you combine some of this stuff it's that's what they're joking about blacker than black you got black on black graphene and like, i don't know but um it's very it's something very worthwhile pondering um because as you guys know um why dismiss this stuff why I mean if it's not real then we should all all the more reason to look into it more to make sure that we're not mistaken um, <clears throat> but uh from my understanding it certainly seems ruined um my partner and I have had experiences with that like uh with, with our own journey and um what has happened to us and uh we have certainly we haven't had the gibber <laughs> Jibberwocky, whatever you want to call it because i don't want to set off the algorithm but um <clears throat> we didn't have that we didn't have the prick and uh we still have all this stuff in us we get all these metals out as a matter of fact a few years back we went to this uh like a massage uh place and they have these machines there called uh the, the, they're called ion array foot spars and it seems to be a Chinese technology and um what it does is you, you attach these infrared it's like an infrared belt to you so some put them around your wrist or your ankle some like the one I have at home you have a big infrared belt that can go around your waist and uh, this when the when we did this a few years ago my partner and i the first time trying trying to figure out how to beat this mystery illness that both plagued us at the exact same time with the exact same symptoms almost um we 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 go along and do this thing and uh we sit there for about 30 minutes and this what this thing does is it uses negative and positive ions mostly negative ions to of electrically pull out uh things through your feet and um by the end of it the, the the lady came and looked at what had happened and she was freaking out because because she couldn't believe how polluted the water was in the sense that these things often get polluted it's just the way they work sometimes they look a little rusty at first even if they're not pulling anything out of you it just it's just the reaction with the ions in the water and um but then stuff really does start to come out of you that's completely different especially if you're as bad as we were the 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 foot spars went black like they actually went completely black and we couldn't see the bottom couldn't see our feet in it there's just all this black stuff all through it and um and when we were looking at the chart this is apparently a lot of heavy metals um that was coming out and so interestingly enough like a few years later we have our own and we are doing it now because we sometimes this still seems to play up it's like this stuff is still in us and uh and uh, we actually took photographs I mean I haven't given you to that given them to you Rob. maybe I should have actually but um we've got photographs of like little medical med- metal particles um that I even put on my finger. I, t- I put it on my finger and took a picture and then I pressed my other finger against it and the metal just disintegrated. And this has happened so many times to us. I've even emptied it out in the bathtub, the water, and there's all these metal particles, like so many of them, just sitting around the drain. And I'm just in disbelief and I'm just thinking, I keep doing it, I keep touching them because I'm thinking, is this really, is this real, you know? and then they disintegrate just like what people say in the videos we i don't know if you guys have seen any videos of people doing bentonite clay baths since they've had the needle and uh, they they claim that they have this graphene coming out of them and that's exactly what we have that's exactly the same stuff that's coming out of us and um, it's just bizarre because uh, later on we found out that my, my girlfriend actually noticed a bump in her arm, and I realized at the same time, without her saying anything, I was starting to notice this. It's strange how we noticed at the same time, just independently of one another. And then we just both came to each other, and it's like this. It's like this pinhead. Sometimes it gets it gets smaller. Sometimes it grows bigger back to the way it. I don't know it just has this weird variation of size like where it it feels like a little ball bearing underneath underneath your skin in the middle of our you know forearm and uh we even showed a friend and he 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 had this look on his face because he knew we weren't messing with him and he's like don't don't mess with that don't don't try and cut it out he kind of panicked and thought we were going to try and get it out and I was like no we're not going to do that <laughs> because we don't know what it is and wait what uh, do. dean
2: i i have to say i have this too i have i have a couple of them i have i, I thought they were just cysts but like i have i mean like that's exactly what it feels like it feels like a ball but i have no clue what that is i've been trying to figure out what that is i went to the doctor you know i i hate going to regular doctors i i really frown on like the the medical industrial complex but i mean i had to go because i was like really wondering like what this was and he was just like oh it's nothing just leave it go but i i started to think it was like an implant or something like that like i started to think that maybe i was like implanted in like multiple places but in something completely different
0: yeah what's what what is so unique about what we notice is because yeah there's there, there are definitely people with implants and i think it's more common i think people starting to realize it's more common than than first perceived but um I mean, amongst the UFO community, but um, the interesting thing is that ours is in the same place. It's the same size. I felt my girl, my partner's um, arm, and we keep constantly doing it. We keep touching it and feeling it to see what's going on. Sometimes depending on what we're doing with our health, because we do a lot of health stuff to try and get whatever the heck is going on with us back in order um yeah uh, but it, it fluctuates and and to my shock i actually saw a documentary about this these doctors who were pioneering the exposure of these implants and had studied them and actually removed some from people and they were talking about how they do actually some of them change size some of them even disappear and reappear <laughs> and and when they took some of these out they have um they they are nanites Like like they have they have some kind of nanite technology some of them are so hard you can't even cut through them but that they have like a an organic membrane surrounding them so that they biologically interface with your with your biology like they you know it's kind of like what they did with the with the needle where they they use lipid technology to bypass, you know, it's basically about getting your DNA to recognize it as part of your body. Um, and um, so, what's even more interesting about this, Rob, is that um, I, I can't talk about my mentor. I can't identify her because I don't have her permission and she's private uh, because she's had her own encounters where she's had some scare, some some big things happened to her so she's just keeping to herself but um she actually did confirm with me that she has the same thing in her arm when i came to her about it she has in the same spot as my partner and i in the in the middle of the inner forearm and it's the same shape and same size and when she does when she detoxes metals and detoxes other toxins from her body just like us it starts to shrink but then it's like it has some kind of resistance and it just starts getting going back to its normal size uh and um man when when we're getting such a reaction when we keep trying to get all this toxic stuff out of us it's just constant and uh it's really strange it's really strange, and that's where it ties into what what I sent you, Rob, about um, uh, this dragonfly dragon Yeah, technology. I can sh-
2: share my screen. Yeah, let me let me share my screen. I, I mean, I'm already sharing, but I'll I'll add the I'll add the uh, photos. By the way, guys, uh, it, give a shout out to uh, Eve Lorgans in the chat. UFO legend. I, I if that's the real Eve Lorgan, but I think
1: it is. Like um, <laughs> Nathan think- told me about Eve. She's a nice
0: lady, by the sounds
1: of it hi eve i'm thankful that you're here
2: okay can you guys see the picture
1: yeah there we go well that's the first one um let's just get some of those out of the way and we'll go right to the um the stuff that he was talking about that red circle that mountain range if you look to the right of that mountain range that circled that's the white sands um, missile test range installation that's the above ground surface part of the base and there's a visitor center there behind it on the west side of it is where the underground installation is underneath that circled mountain range that was from memory now <clears throat> when i was telepathically threatened and interrogated by the corporal yeah that's what I, he identified his rank as and this was all telepathic it was sure it was the day before i burnt off the silver cords he identified himself as being stationed at white sands and so did a female reptilian that i would spoken to prior to him and um he showed me, a little, well, he he and I had a discussion that lasted quite a while and he, and he said to me, he says, if you answer two questions or so that I have, I'll answer some of yours. One of the things that I had asked him is where he was and he said he was at White Sands and and what he did is he showed me his house and I suddenly started seeing this house and it was like a creamy yellow color, which I thought was odd for the area. Um, but um, it turns out that there is houses and I, I've kind of found where he lives at right behind it if you go west behind there you can see it looks like a, a shaded in area and, and there's like theres there's little symbols and so forth that is a series of like um, it, it's like one big city area and there's multiple names for it um, I think one's Los Pablos or I can't remember you know from looking at it earlier but he lives in a neighborhood that's on the west side of, of that whole development area and uh, his house literally backs up to the desert. And behind this house, you can see the mountain range. So, Rob, if you can go to that second picture, the one where the where the street is, It's uh, got mountains yeah. behind it. Let
2: me see if it's. Oh, that's that's something wrong. That's the wrong one. It's, it went to a video. Let me see here. That's the drone. <laughs>
0: like, <laughs> yeah.
2: Just I'm just, just, to, just right. bear with me, guys. Like, you know, we're, we're going to go over all this stuff, but like Nate wants to show you this house first, like. It's, it's moving slow, but it'll... it'll uh... right. <coughs> no, it's a great fun. slide. <clears throat> now, there it is. That's the back of the
0: house. Right? Yeah, that's it's the mountain the range. Yeah.
1: There's a, a series of, of uh, streets or neighborhood streets that are up against the edge of this development area. And he told me, he said, I bought a new house. I, cause I, I said, well, whose house is this? Why are you showing me a house? And he says, that's the new house that I bought. And he, and he says that's what you get for serving a system. And what you got is, what you is, is, you know, what you get for fighting against it. So behind that house was a mountain range. So I can tell that where that house was judging from the height of the mountains and you can see how to the right, they get lower. The the ones to the left were the higher ones, but his is further South in this house right here. And I go back to that one that showed the house. Wait,
2: I just got a question. Like this dude has a parking lot in the back of his house. That's insane. Like no, what's no, he, who's no. coming to this house? Like, you know what I mean? Like,
1: Well, that's not his house. And I don't want anybody to, to think that it is his house because, you know, I don't want anybody to stalk someone if they could ever find it on Google Earth. But if you go at the end of that street, there's a guardrail. And when you build, like, um, suburbs like that, they'll end a street like that. So that's just, yeah, I mean, that that's all public land behind the house. That That's not owned by the homeowner. But what it is, when they add to that, they'll remove the guardrail, and then they'll add more streets, and they'll, they'll you know, finish the development. They could probably... I don't know how close they can get to the mountains, but they've got room to expand a lot more than what it is. Uh, so go to that next picture with the two houses side by side.
2: Wait, wait, wait let me see. There we go.
1: Yeah, now his, his garage was on the right hand side. It's very similar to the house on the left. He didn't have any landscaping and he had that lava rock which is something that's very popular out there because you have to water your lawn to grow grass. It just simply doesn't rain enough. But it was a house just like that, maybe a little bit different, but it was on a slight incline just like that. It had the same garage and everything else. I don't remember what the front of the house looked like as far as the window configuration, but it didn't have landscaping. And it was a new, I could tell it was a brand new house, relatively new, and he hadn't done anything with it landscaping wise. but. He said he lived right near the base and all you have to do to get to this area is drive right through that mountain pass that's just west of the base and there you are so he probably commutes into the base and probably parts at the surface level base and then goes down an elevator shaft but there's a lot of personnel down there that you know connect either through spacecraft or they do or they or they use maglev shuttles that interconnect all the bases and there's plenty of people down there and, and entities that don't come up at all and stay down there so you could have an entire city below that mountain range and it is a huge base i have memories of like really huge hallways where you could put four semi-tractor trailers like too wide and too high literally and have enough room and some of the hallways are much much smaller and more conventional sized there was one i remember that ended at a doorway to a cavern system <clears throat> and, you know, you just go right through the metal door and you're into a trunk passage of a cavern and on the outside. There's a security camera aimed at right at the doorway where you were standing to get in it from the cavern side. So you think about it, I mean, this this guy was, he had AI implants, he was controlled, he supported uh, human extermination, human depopulation, he supported every of the Orwellian agendas that the elites have, and he admitted a lot of things that I had already suspected and knew about. But, I mean, if you think about it, these people are literally living in a neighborhood amongst regular people. So none of these people are really understand what they're living next to. They're living next to a human monster that's been augmented by the U.S. military, by the Dracos and other E.T. groups. And this guy is living amongst everyone, hell-bent on human experimentation and just you know committing acts of evil. I mean, he bragged about his house. You know, I mean, you know, what do you get for selling your soul, a McMansion? That's something a, a friend in my um, telegram group said about it. He said he basically commits horrible acts of it, horrible atrocities to live in a McMansion, and then he brags about it. He's got a cookie cutter house, looks just looks like everybody else. But he thought that <clears throat> he was so special by following orders and looked down upon me that I didn't. Well, I'll never serve their agenda. I'd rather, I'd, I'd rather have them kill me and torture me than give them five minutes of servitude. So he can go to hell, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. And he will be. I mean, that's that's interesting.
2: Interesting. Should I go to the next pit and the next image? Uh, let me see. Yeah, here. yeah, we're,
1: we're finished with those. I just wanted to show where the base actually is because people don't know where it is. It's in that mountain range. That's not where they test the munitions at. They test the munitions in the valley area, the flat area, and the mountain range is a much thicker you know, strata or rock so it's safe to to put an installation like that deep underground it also gives it a lot of coverage for you know natural disasters and so forth and it keeps people yeah. it's not a lot of hey, people walking to- the mountain range they're more or less on the flat areas in the city
0: hey i wanted to say something important about your experience nathan that i wanted to correlate just for people to to listen to um when i was doing this work with nathan to to uh connect with um who was psychically interacting with him uh there there are there certainly are people that are trying to deceive him that he has he has um beings that are trying to help him uh that are familiar with him that appear to be from another world that he has he could consider home so I found that very interesting, but there's also these other beings that, that this is where the Orion, the voices of Orion stuff stemmed from because these being, these other bad beings were trying to manipulate his perceptions of, of where, of, of Orion actually, because what we learned during his sessions is that Orion isn't such a lovely place right now (laughs) and and um and uh these beings were calling themselves engineers like they were they they engineer lifetimes and things and that's very interesting because that's partially true they do manipulate and quote-unquote engineer people's lifetimes but they're not god they're not in charge of everyone they just take it upon themselves because they're evil and what i started to see when i connected with him uh is that um because i can take a peek at people what's going on with people and i can see what's what they're telepathically connecting with and uh, these beings i was helping nathan slowly organically realize that they were these these gray type beings but they're very some of them look quite menacing they don't look like typical greys like they actually some of them actually have claw-like hands and they they look quite mm, like imagine a normal gray imagine a normal gray that looks a little bit like you know look at this picture that that rob has as his uh logo here looks a bit friendly looks a bit different interesting right these ones look menacing where they're just like they look dark they're dark and they kind of look leathery in the face and um and more scaly potentially and just the claws the claws and and some and I swear so many times I've seen them with red eyes so many times they have red eyes and I don't know what that means uh, but- I, got
2: a, I got a question Dean like
0: <laughs> I I have a friend
2: I don't know if you guys ever saw him on my show he goes by um Rayushan Malone like he has a website he calls his website the orionlines.com because he says he solved the Nazca lines which he thinks are they go to Orion like okay he has a whole theory he's uncovered a lot of good stuff though I mean like a, <laughs> no but um he but like what he says is like basically kind of confirms what you're saying about these beings that can, he thinks that the most of the evil is coming from Orion. Like, I don't want to speak. I for him because I don't want to, I don't want to, um, you know what I mean? I don't want to butcher anything that he might say, but like he, he has like, you know, he thinks that it, basically it's coming from Orion, that the, that's where these evil beings are coming from. If that, if that makes any sense
0: it absolutely makes perfect sense to me as a matter of fact i i agree with him and i used his website just to just to subtly show nathan i didn't want to put thoughts in nathan's head and you know because the stuff that i do uh, you know i've been trained not to front load people I try as as much as possible not to front load people and and put words in their mouth so i so i sent Nathan Ryushin's website because uh, my my mentor, um, uh, her her mentor actually was on Avalon and said, hey, take a look at this. Um, I want you guys to take a look at, at Ryushin. Well, he didn't say this, but he basically implied for people to take a look at Ryushin's website because it's, it was quite important and um i was looking at it and it's like i i'm just got to be straightforward like um i don't fully agree with everything that's on what that radiation presents and that's no disrespect to him that's that's actually the opposite i respect he was his work a lot and um and it really helped me see what is going on with that with with the orion side of things because he is right why did why does nasa have orion in their logo why did the space force take it out i i am in support of uh what trump had been doing and still continues to do and i firmly believe he is here to help remove a very very deep and dark threat that i don't think people fully understand just the scope of evil that that is contained um within these Within this subject, you know, um, I, I agree with Raushan. I really do believe that there are Orion be, uh, extraterrestrials that are influencing. They, they're satanic, and I believe that they work with evil anarchy. I don't believe all the anarchy are evil. I think there's just some that broke off and decided to be evil and and actually wage a war against the good and anarchy and um i think that the orions started with the bad ones and practice satanic practices and uh, which includes torturing and anyone including children especially children and um they do the harvesting too they do
2: the hardest yeah. thing. We don't have to say the word because, like, the word might get triggered. The A word, I think you know what I'm talking about. Like, Right, right. Hurt. Yeah,
0: of course. But that's,
2: that's a big thing. I think everybody in the chat knows what we're talking about. Like, it's the, uh you know, where they torture someone and they stir up a lot of uh fear to produce a chemical. And then that chemical, they they drink it. And, I, I mean, I don't know what they do with it, but I, that's what I would guess, you know. I, I, mm. I don't
0: Yes, and you see this template that you have up in the background. You see that letter that's in the background that we won't say in case the algorithm gets triggered. It's unbelievable yeah. that, that it's unbelievable. The letter can trigger it. <laughs> it's so stupid. But um, the the seventeen letter, uh, I I firmly believe because I I've experienced a lot of things being being involved in this kind of subject uh, the last six years helping people dig and being part of communities to do with the 17 subject um i firmly firmly believe that trump and others that are that are that are good people are taking the satanic forces down i really do and i don't think they can do it on their own i really do believe that they want people to stand up and and fight back because they they are very much about we the people and they understand people power and that people should you know not to put anyone in put anyone down like say that the, that they're an average person because what, what does that even mean but i but i truly believe that they believe in the average person the, like that the collect that true power comes from the collective and um and uh, that we should be working together and uh <clears throat> so someone explained to me like right what what Ryushin is saying <laughs> sorry for fumbling my words but um why is orion not in the space force logo why why are the star systems uh, that they've chosen to put in that slightly different because i believe that they're bringing the whole secret space type subject to the mainstream slowly and and integrating it with society you know the public mainstream society however you want to put it and i think nasa because of project paperclip and all the nazi stuff i mean i think they were they were working with the bad side uh because i think there's a there's a secret war going on that's not so secret (laughs) anymore and um and uh just keeping keeping humanity in a bubble through indoctrination and just this this restricted space um on the earth i mean it's it's been it's been kind of working in a sense hasn't it i mean people people don't want to accept that there's stuff out there. Not not everyone. There's lots of people like you and Nathan and I, and lots of people out there that are starting to understand all these things and what's going on right above our heads and even below our heads. <laughs> um and in between. But uh it's just quite mind-blowing, isn't it? It's 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 quite a magical thing to realize. If you're coming from the perspective where you've just say you're someone that grows up and you're like yeah i love space stuff i love science fiction quote unquote i love fantasy well the truth is stranger than fiction and what you start to realize when you read enough when you talk to enough people and share experiences and just talk to people is that the fiction that they create is in many ways a watered down version of reality like all all this stuff in some aspect is actually real in a much more significant way can i can I say
2: something like, dean uh, I, real quick i course. just i got to get this out i was going to say like i and nate knows this cuz i've talked to nate about this like i think like there's a lot of like like good stuff being brought out by oh uh, what happened to dean mm, I don't know. Shit. He uh yeah. he 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 went out. Hold on, let me uh let me see if I can. Oh, there he is. Hold on, bring him back in. Hold
0: on. Hi guys, that wasn't that wasn't anything mysterious. I actually just fumbled then. That was my bad. Sorry. <laughs> wow. okay. So go ahead with you your there, question. He? Sorry about that. Yeah. You us Dean? Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me now?
1: Yeah, I can hear you.
0: I don't know if he's there. Okay, sorry guys. Now,
1: I think we're all good. Oh, okay. What, what I was
2: saying was, I, I think, I think that uh, a lot of be- good stuffs being brought forward from the skeptical community, but I think they're a little bit too cynical. I don't think they're really skeptical. I would say it's more cynicism, and I'm not going after anybody because I'm not even going to mention the channel name because I think they think that everyone's like fake, or they think that. So, like, for in a way, like, I, I love that you guys are kind of like in the middle where you actually believe and know that a lot of this stuff is going on because I think that's important because I think once people come to the realization that there is a lot of stuff going on and there's a lot of real, but then there's also a lot of disinformation as well. So I, I I think that the skeptical community is good for that, but at the same time, they're a little bit too skeptical or almost the point where they're, they're not skeptical, they're cynical.
0: So they're, it's almost
2: doing a little bit of harm, you know, I don't know.
0: I don't know well here's here's the thing that's that's what I, I love that you bring that up can you hear me okay now rob
2: yeah yeah yeah
0: cool because because just so everyone knows i was trying to explain when i came back in um that before i get to the point yeah that wasn't anything mysterious that happened with me when i disconnected that was um i just fumbled and i accidentally clicked uh on a tab
1: <laughs> so i had
0: to reconnect but um the, the whole skeptic subject i have thought about that a lot and it's like there's a difference between being skeptical and being a skeptic because when you somebody else said this and this really sunk in with me is that when you become a skeptic you develop a bias towards skepticism whereas if you're just someone without a bias that's being skeptical about a subject you're just observing and analyzing what makes sense what you know, you're trying to piece together something logically and skepticism is healthy because you don't want to be a sucker and just believe everything that's told to you. But once you enter into the realm of being an actual skeptic, it's like then you start developing this like, Okay, I'm not I'm not going to give consideration to the possibility of this. You it's know, it's I'm almost cynicism,
2: Steen. To... It's like cynicism, like yeah, yeah. it's like yeah, you know, exactly. like they, they don't want to believe anything, you know? Like mm-hmm. it's like I I don't know.
0: That's That's no, you're correct. You're correct. I fully, I fully agree. Yeah. It gets to a point where they just, they just start to, I've experienced this. People just start dismissing, dismissing, dismissing. It doesn't matter what you say. You can even, I've, I've, you know, I have sent proof to people about things that are so skeptical, they won't even read what I am showing them. And then they will go back at me and start, start saying all this negative, like, uh, you know, The whole crazy thing the whole you know okay yeah because because you know what you're talking about because you're you're so qualified to understand these things you know this this kind of ridiculous behavior and it's like well what are you talking about i'm linking you an official document you want to be a skeptic but you won't even read an official document because it proves my point um so you know that's just it gets to the point of narcissism really and it's just absurd it's really it really is
2: yeah, some I agree. I, I think that's really well said. I think that's I think that's a, that's a good point. What do you think, Nate?
1: Well, last night and the, the past two nights, I was watching the True Seekers podcast, and that's when you actually one of the ones you were thinking of, Rob. But I, I want to bring it up because there's something positive has happened with that. Um, he is connected with Sarah Adams, Max Spears' ex girlfriend, and. Um, mm she actually proved to him that she has psychic ability she was able to modulate his heart rate she was able to create sensations in his body by telling him that it was going to happen or actually telling him after it was happening and he didn't confirm anything as to not front load anything because he was afraid that she was going to do a cold reading session with him because he wanted to get her on the show to do an interview and um somebody had suggested to him that he, he could reach out to her and he gave him, I guess the email address or phone number. He contacted her and she agreed to do a free session. And uh, it's really, it was surprising to see him kind of like walk back some of the skepticism in the last few nights. So I was really impressed with that.
0: Um, so was I actually.
1: Yeah. So that, I didn't that, that watch
2: like, it. I, 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 I usually watch his show too. And I didn't watch it like, You know, it's like, it's funny. His show, it's like funny because you can't like turn away from it. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, it's like something, sometimes some of this stuff gets me so mad because I'm like, wait a minute, like I could prove this, that there's actually something going on. Like, you know, like he'll talk about like abductions. He'll say all abductions are, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to quote anything about him because I don't want like, you know, to quote him wrong or anything, but it's just like, it seems like that that it's a little bit too much sometimes, you know, I don't know.
1: I think he's he's one of the reachable people because he's very reasonable he, he mm. is a little overly skeptical and you become cynical after a while and I think you kind of paint yourself into a corner when you do that and, uh, and if you if you're not careful which you know a lot of people aren't they they get on this um, it's a it's a type of a group thing I mean if you look at' that guy Sherman I can't think of his name but he's a professional skeptic um, none of these professionals Michael Sherman. Fans, yeah, Michael Sharma, Yeah, almost never questions the government's official story. It's as if if you become a professional skeptic, your job is to back up the official story. It always gets me when Steve, for example, will will cite the FBI as being a valid source of, of, of factual information. When, it, when <laughs> nothing could be. I mean, it's the total opposite of that. There's no evidence to suggest that the FBI is honest at all now. So, yeah,
2: agree. When have they ever been? When have they ever been on probably this?
1: Like never. No? probably never, really? but he referring to Phil Snyder. And uh Phil Phil Snyder produced very accurate information. He was friends with uh, Truman Cash, author of two books that I know in Project Avalon. Um mm, me too. So, yeah, and they're saying that, that the man literally cut his own fingers off because he has some sort of self-destructive um, mutilation fetish. And then that uh, he had gotten cancer because he was sleeping on a bed where he kept, like, I think, depleted uranium or some type of radioactive material under his bed frame. So he was supposedly sleeping on basically uh, a big pile of radioactive material. And, um, you know, I, it, it sounds absurd. It sounds ridiculous. And anyone who would be that, that sick, would not be able to do what he did. You would get discrepancies when somebody would talk. I mean, people who were that bad off cannot keep cannot keep their thoughts together in a coherent manner and not and especially go public and he interviewed and, and all the things that he did. There's a, there's so much more that he's done that I wasn't aware of and I just started to see it recently because Big tech sweeps everything into the rabbit hole and covers it over, and it's pretty much gone. There's so much material, so much, so much valid information that big tech has gotten rid of over the yeah, years. Yeah, incl-
0: <laughs> incl- including. I'm sorry, sorry, Nathan. No, that's okay. Sorry to interrupt you. I just wanted to say something important about, to back you up. It's like uh, there's even that documentary that you showed me documented that Phil actually did have some mental difficulties, cognitive difficulties, but then once he got some help from a doctor, his cognitive functions returned and he could function again, and that is when he started talking from my understanding, when he started coming forward because he was able to finally articulate himself. And, um, you know, it's just horrible, isn't it, to hear, hear people just just blindly accept the FBI's report that oh yeah he 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 cut his own fingers off because he has a fetish or something or he's mentally unwell. it's like i've come, I've been around a lot of mentally unwell people I've been around people that self harm I have never never heard of anyone cutting their fingers off and stuff like that like and and let alone be able to present themselves in an articulate fashion. On camera in front of an audience I mean the man was so he he was during his presentation he was very emotionally and cognitively stable and everything he said made perfect sense to me and I've been told that I'm a pretty smart guy and I'm not saying that to brag I'm just saying you know if people doubt my perceptions of his functionality well I don't know what to say because i'm perfectly fine i've had plenty i've had i've had tests you know i've gone and tested myself with um psychiatrists just to make sure that i'm completely sane and i am they know about some of the things that i talk about uh they know that my partner has seen a big a big orb fly past her face the size of a the size of a very large grapefruit, and um, they they had no problems with that. They said, look, that doesn't match, you know, everything else about you is completely sane. Um, I'm just putting that out there, being honest with everyone, because I'm not afraid to come forward and say, look, I've, I've wanted to make sure that I was completely sane with my perceptions, and uh, so there you have it. There you have it. I really and I've had a lot of success helping people with my own gifts. And um, so yeah, I well, don't think, can feel, think I, don't can think I feel say something crazy like ability.
2: a lot a lot of times this phenomena will have you questioning your sanity because that's the game. They want you to think you're crazy, right? right? So like you don't tap into your abilities, like they they they'll use like the society role and everything else to make you think you're crazy, especially if you're targeted, which you know, I know you guys have said you're, you you are targeted. When you're targeted, they'll make you think you're insane, so you don't tap into your
1: gifts. Am I right? Or yeah, yeah I, you're absolutely right. I'm gonna i got to fill you in on everybody in on something. Um, what was it? How long ago? How long ago was it, Dean? It was what about three weeks ago or so? We were basically on the outs because of a psychic attack. I think it lasted about a month. Yeah. Before I had surgery. And uh, for everybody listening, what happened was, it was just, we were just interacting normally. And um, it was something over the ionic foot bath. I was kind of questioning whether or not it worked. And there was just a couple of things, but it got in his head. And I know how they do this stuff. I've been, this has been done to me many times. You have to know yourself. You got to be well grounded. And you have to be sane. If you're not, if you're mentally unstable, you'll have no chance against them. The only way that you can beat them and beat their mind control and their manipulation is to be a very well-grounded person. you got to be connected to God. You have to be emotionally stable. And you have to know yourself inside and out. And you have to have that self-confidence, too. And you can't have the fear element because they'll use that against you as well. But. But yeah, we we had a falling out and uh, I just wanted to say, you know, they do this to people to break them up because they're here to do something. And in our case, we were here to do something together and they wanted to split us apart. When you're on the other side of that and and the other person loses it because of what's going on, you have to be you got to be the one that stays grounded and you cannot get upset with that person. You have to be loving and understanding and respectful and wait and, and be there as you know to be like um a source of um not just compassion but uh i don't know constructive um can't think of the name you have you know you have to be there for that person for the most part you have to be patient and you have to 100%. be really friend. And sometimes they'll come back and that's of course what happened so it's not dean's fault and he at the, at the end of it he apologized and said i'm not gonna let it happen again i said you can't Promise that I said let's just promise this. When one of us loses it, the other will hold it together and wait, and um, you know we'll we'll stay together through thick and thin instead of letting them get into our head and win. Would you like to say something, Dean?
0: Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Nathan's correct about that. Um, there's a little more to it, just to just to so so everything's clear and understood. That um, yeah, there was an because of my illness and my partner's illness, I got worse and worse to the point where I didn't have a lot of control at some point that I barely couldn't, I couldn't even use my gifts at all. And, um, it was, it was just a little trickle and, uh, I was left quite vulnerable to this, these kinds of attacks. And yeah, it did happen. And I reacted very sharply, like very sharply. It was, um, uh, like a very big knee-jerk reaction, and it, and it plagued me for quite a while before I could get past it. And um, actually, what allowed me to was I had to start taking, um, uh, you know, a medication. Really? A medication no. for the.
1: It's the that, Joe sorry? Rogan. It's the uh, Joe Rogan uh, horse treatment. Yeah, the oh horse God. treatment. Yeah,
0: I had to. I had to. I take that. And, um, I started getting better and I had control again. And, um, <clears throat> yeah, so, so we had to sort that out. And, um, yeah, I agree with what Nathan's saying about love and patience and all that, but also to, for people to remember, I think it's important to understand that it's okay to confront one another about issues. It's okay because it's important. You don't want to be like a Vulcan and, and bottle all that up and, and, and feel like you have to suppress your emotions because you're not thinking happy thoughts. Uh confrontation is pretty important I've learned from from my mentor and her mentor about um you know it's a very important part of clearing these negative blocks and negative energy and attachments etheric attachments because they stick to you with all the mess that's in you and uh um so as long as confrontation is not done with like with with any real extreme hostility sometimes hostility does come out but you've got to calm it and quell it and you've got to understand one another and try to try to work through it um and that's what nathan and i did and um it really was over something quite quite trivial it was just that he was curious about the this ion ray foot stuff because he wanted to see if it would work because he was potentially interested in it but he didn't want to get tricked into wasting his money which is completely fine um, and he and he was just listening in on me helping another friend of ours because she had the you know <laughs> the needle and uh, she was experiencing some very bad uh, heart type symptoms. And I got her onto this machine because it gets the metals out of you. It's it's one of the most effective things I've found. And my partner, and i are still using it today when things play up. Um, and uh, she was on that along with potassium iodide. Uh, this individual, that's our friend. Uh, I got her on potassium iodide to detox the radiation as well. It's also an antifungal potassium iodide, so um, it's pretty good against this the bioweapon stuff that's going around at the moment because it is heavily implied that it could it could very well be that it's a fungus-nanite hybrid. And that ties back to what um, – and sorry, she's using Borax tablets too. The Borax tablets are quite good. And um, that ties back to this whole dragonfly thing that that uh, Rob actually has up on the screen because what, what that's all about is one day I was I I was planning on connecting with Gerald Clark about some important information I wanted to share with him and prior to that I was actually talking to Matthew LaCroix and I was passing on some information to him that I actually wanted him to look into and um, I, I was hoping it would help him with his journey on sharing the truth with everyone because he does an excellent job of preventing it preventing uh evidence um i really like how he does his work and um he seems to be working quite well with Gerald Clark and i was observing both of their work and they w- were doing si- very similar work and i was very impressed with Gerald's scientific understanding of things that the electrical engineering side of things and how he incorporated it with all the all the cuneiform and what was being said and shown uh, on various artifacts around the world. And then I was very saddened to hear that he had passed and then um, and he died of cancer. And then so not a while after that a video pops up about and that Krista his wife put together because she wanted to come forward about the possibility that he was targeted because she believes he was trying to tell her this um, in his own way. And then she starts talking about this dragonfly that came up to them that was strange and she implied was, she perceived it as it could have been mechanical and um, it was either her or Gerald that perceived this or both of them. Like like you say, Rob, I don't want to put words in her mouth. But um, when I went, I tell my partner everything because she's isolated from people. She's so sick that she can't interact with people. Really, she's just in at home, and so I'm keeping her in the loop. Um, and she, when I told her about Krista talking about this dragonfly incident, she looked like she'd seen a ghost. And I was just I just looked at her and thought because my my girlfriend by the way has an eidetic memory a near photographic memory she's very gifted very very gifted she skipped a grade got put in the gifted class even after it, skipping a grade stayed behind an extra year at school by her own choosing just to study more she witnessed this at our house in 20 either the end I did regression with her it was it was during the summer of 2016 to 2017 for us because we live in Australia so summer goes from December to February here during this time this is when I started connecting with my mentor who's and who's connected to some quite big things and she sees this dragonfly come up to her face we're not near any bodies of water by the way because you know how they like to hover around bodies of water we're not near any bodies of water we don't even see dragonflies around where we were living at the time and so this dragonfly comes up to her apparently and sits in her face for 30 seconds about approximately at a maximum of a meter away probably not even that like i would say it was. Based on what she described, it seemed like it was 70 centimetres away. And um, it's just sitting there for 30 seconds. And then not long after that, she gets really sick, and I start getting sick. And then as time progresses, we start becoming allergic to foods, the exact same foods. We can't eat eggs. The first thing we noticed was eggs then broccoli and cauliflower and all these things it was like we were just allergic to eating almost anything and and she got and we and we, we both got this weird chest infection type thing as well and her chest just became so weak like she couldn't even speak she couldn't she could barely breathe uh, the chest is still affected today for her She's improving with all the things we're doing along with myself, but the chest is such a struggle to get back to a hundred percent to the point. She she's just whispers, she just and she runs out of breath so quickly she has to be careful sometimes and anyway, so what what's fascinating about this is that she's witnessed this, and it's hovering in front of her face, and then one day I'm in a, I'm in a room. With people to do with the 17 movement right you get what i'm saying and we dig on stuff and provide information to be disseminated by the greater public Um, you know uh, and this this friend of mine that's an admin in this room that i was invited into uh, who's traveled all around the world and been involved in a lot of things I don't quite fully understand, um, some pretty big things, she actually showed me this this information um, like that you have, Rob. Like one of the pictures is a book, a, a picture of a book that she was showing me. About, you
2: know, that, uh, yeah, um, this one.
0: Yeah, yeah. She showed me this and was showing me, as I was telling her my story about what happened to me and my partner, and she's showing me how real this stuff was because based on what Krista told me and my partner told me and the regression I did on my partner, I was just c- creating a hypothesis about the reality of this, and I started creating this hypothesis that, okay, this thing may have been in my partner's face and dispersing some kind of bioweapon and maybe it got me as well maybe it's got Gerald maybe that's what because Gerald has very similar had very similar symptoms to what we have uh, and I'll get into that more shortly and um, I'm glad Krista's okay I don't understand why how she's okay but I'm glad she's okay and um, if this is what's happened but um, the these drones are real and and so not only does she show me this booklet that describes this stuff there's different bug drones she showed me a video that's on youtube that i i've also linked to rob um where this guy is actually officially you can look him up he represents this he's rep he's he's doing a lecture on this technology He's in an official position to lecture about this technology because he's involved in it. And this is really big stuff, as in he he is talking about how not only they can make robotic drones that imitate dragonflies and other bugs, the dragonfly is specifically used for suburban environments to either surveil or even... Attack a target discreetly and and he and my jaw dropped because he's talking about it, and I'm listening to it, and he's saying exactly what my hypothesis was. He's saying that they have an undercarriage that can contain a bioweapon that can kill you fast or kill you slow, depending on what they want. He literally says this. and not only can they make the robot ones. That imitate the movement of a dragonfly and behavior of a dragonfly perfectly, they can even just hijack an actual organic dragonfly with mechanical components to fly it around and it and he's i'm pretty sure he says in the video because i've watched it a few times that he said they can even install an undercarriage in the biological dragonflies as well so Essentially, what he's implying to me is it doesn't matter if they use an organic dragonfly or a robot one, they can do the same thing. They can float and they use them to navigate with agility in suburban environments. And what a perfect way to poison someone because you can't see. This is another thing where my jaw dropped, Rob, is that if they're hovering in front of your face, you're just thinking, okay, this, this stupid bug's just in my face. But go watch a, the scene from a movie called Gamer with Michael C Hall and Gerard Butler and there's a scene near the end where Michael C Hall is gloating to Gerard Butler that he is controlling everyone with nanites and he dusts this as he dusts this talcum powder in front of Gerard Butler's face and goes see this basically he's saying the nanites are a hundred times finer than talcum powder. You can't see them. They're invisible to the human eye. So you can, you can get infected by these things without even knowing this dragonfly. Could you know, be sitting your face, And you couldn't even tell that it spraying something into, into your face. I
2: saw one get close to me like almost twice. And I, I remembered what Nathan had told me or but you had told me. I, I know I talked to both of you, but like over email about this, this exact topic. And, uh, It was weird because the other day I was in a, I think I was in like a store parking lot and I noticed one and it was like five feet from me. And I'm thinking in in the back of my head, I'm like, get the fuck away from me. And (laughs) I noticed it and it, it noticed me and it just flew away. Now I don't know what, I I don't think that I'm like, I don't think I'm, I I don't give myself that much credit. I don't think I'm some person that would, they would want to take out. I really don't. I don't think that at all. Like, but I was thinking maybe they're just doing this to infect normal people. Like, like I don't know. Maybe it's like a like a more sinister plan. You know, like maybe something bigger's going on that we don't know. You know, like
0: yeah. Well, or maybe it's to, just for surveillance,
2: right? Or,
0: or I don't know. Well, no, that's you're correct in both of those, um, in what you're thinking there. As in, they they can be used for surveillance and to, just for that, but also to poison people. It's uh, it's very interesting, this guy actually talking about it. I couldn't believe that this this friend of mine actually f- had the knowledge of this and just linked me the video. It was just on YouTube, and I'm like, oh, my God, it's just right here. It's this guy. You can even look him up. He's like a, an official guy. Dr. Gior- Giordano. <coughs> Georgetown, neurotechnology and national defense with Dr. Giord- Giordano. Uh <laughs> it's absolutely mind-blowing and it really is yeah and um so where was my thought process here with all this sorry it's i didn't like, mean to
2: interrupt you i'm sorry oh
0: no no you didn't interrupt me at all no you're fine it's just sometimes i get a bit of a foggy brain goes in and out um you know still sick and everything but um You know, all this stuff is insanely real. And you talk, if if people have listened to much of the things that Trump says because Trump goes around doing a lot of rallies, a lot of talking. I know it's a lot to listen to, but he says some very interesting things sometimes if you pay attention at the right times. And he talks a lot about the invisible enemy. And I actually believe he's talking about a bioweapon that involves nanites. And I think they're just, I think they're, I think they both target individuals, certain individuals with this. And I think they're also just trying to contaminate people with it at this point on a large scale. I think that's, I think that's what the whole, um,
1: The aerosol spraying from the chemtrail stuff? Definitely. Yeah,
0: yeah, because there's people, there's doctors that are claiming to have tested the ground and there's graphene on the ground, apparently. That may have come from the sky uh they they claim that it's that there's now graphene oxide being sprayed in the sky i found all this just on my own with my own ability because i i used my psychic ability intuition whatever you would like to call it i i kind of use that with my own detective work to go and look up hunches and I'll I'll start digging on something, and all of a sudden there's this doctor talking about exactly what I'm what I'm getting coming to me, just like with the case with the drone stuff. Like I I completely hypothesized that based on just correlating information I had from different people. I didn't have any proof, and then this person's come to me and shown me that there is proof, and I was just I was just absolutely shocked, and um, and then I've got this thing in my arm, and I, my mentor has it, and then. My partner has it, the exact same one in the exact same place. And guess what? My, my mentor is sick with very similar symptoms to, you know, she was having allergies to food. She was trying different diets, different things like ketosis, uh, to the point, uh, unfortunately, she couldn't sustain the ketogenic diet, and neither could we, uh, because it's, it's one of those things that it works. But it's, from our experience, it, it didn't work for us long term. Because I have discovered with a little bit of digging myself that carbohydrates is kind of important for your DNA, actually. Um, and it just helps a lot of things function, including your bowel function. <laughs> so uh, eventually your body gets stabbed with the carbs and it's like, uh-oh. This ain't looking too good. And then so my mentor would do this thing called carb cycling where she would cycle in carbs. She'd go on the keto for a while and then cycle in carbs for a short period, go back on keto again. And we tried doing that too, and eventually even that wouldn't work. So it's like now we're just on a on a balanced diet with uh, clean food. Uh, you know, chicken, clean beef, clean chicken. That's, that's you know, the animals are looked after as best as they can be. They're not just sitting stagnating being fed grains that inflame them and in turn fill you with inflammatory toxins so we're just eating clean stuff and the one thing that we can't seem to clear up right now my partner and I is that we're having a lot of trouble with grains so the carbohydrates we just do is just fruit and potato and um, you know a lot of people worry about the sugar and fruit but we're eating a lot of fruit and it doesn't seem to be causing us any issues personally for us um but so back to back to the the main subject of the the drones it's like it's it, it's crazy that these things actually exist and, and to my shock that it wasn't just the dragonfly ones that existed they've got beetle ones they've got bee ones mosquito ones that do different things depending on what they want to do um, and this is what this dr giordano guy talks about in the video he specifically talks about their different functions and It's strange because now that you talk about that, the first time I did this a podcast with Nathan and this other individual, he was a very lovely man, Sean, who had me on, he was a great host. Uh he there was a bee on my window. There's a bee on my window just sitting there, just 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 sitting there the whole time. And it's winter here. I don't know what I don't know what this bee is doing. I have no it's not there anymore, but it was there that day and it was just sitting there. And I hadn't seen anything like this happen to me before. It's just sitting on my window, it was. And uh and it just made me think of the what you have there, Rob, with the bee the drones. And it's like, well, I think from memories the bee drones can be used as surveillance as well or something like that. I don't know what. It could have just been a normal bee. I'm not I, I don't have a bias. Maybe it was just a stupid bee that decided to come out during the winter time because it's just having some issues with all the craziness going on with the solar cycles and the, because that's affecting animals too. You see animals going around in circles and doing weird, weird stuff like that because of what's happening with the Earth and and the sun.
1: Um, yeah, so I wanted to add. Um, there's um... We went back and forth, and he, he tried to, to get me to understand that it's since we do have a lot of the same symptoms, and since I went public probably a little over a year ago or close to a year, actually it's been a little bit longer than that, but I think when I really got into the heart of the matter and started to break away, which was towards the end of last year, that's when I really started to get sick, and um, what I've concluded is is that they put a nanite kill switch in certain abductees. Certain people in the my lab programs, especially the ones that they've got problems with, like myself. And um it's it's a kill switch where they can make you sick. And you were bringing up something, Dean, where um you were you were referring to uh Krista Clark and how she didn't get sick and you were a bit perplexed about that. Well, you know, if this stuff is apparently Frequency activated. It can be activated by a frequency possibly by satellite, by cell tower, by a radio tower, by probably a handheld device parked out front of your house. It can be done like that, but it can also be done at a trans dimensional psychic level using either trans dimensional AI, which is basically trans dimensional psychic equipment or psychic technology, or it can be done by simply somebody who's either augmented, such as a super soldier, or an extraterrestrial. And um, they can activate it using basically programmed energy. So you can program it to target a certain person. You can program it to turn off the nanites or activate them. You could do it to, to, to help the person. But in the case of this, this is a weaponized program. So you're, what you're doing is, is you're attacking the person. You're breaking down their health. And they've done a lot to me. I mean, I've got, I'm starting to get abscessed teeth. I've never had a cavity before. I had excellent oral hygiene. My gums mm-hmm. have rapidly receded in the past year earlier today before about an hour before i did this you know you know right on the left hand side my upper part of my jaw right where i thought i had a cracked tooth or that it's an infection it started to bleed um i've got problems now on the other side of my mouth After we if we did the podcast with sean i spent got 10 days in hell i mean my knees swelled up my ankle swells up um, actually left and right ankle and everything from my knees down swelled up i was carrying fluid my hands were cramping up my body i mean even hurt my skin actually hurt to touch in areas and anytime i and plus you know my gait was off i would get so stiff and painful that i that i couldn't walk properly and then i'd walk into things and they would amplify the pain and just touching things sometimes hurt plus the brain fog and the extreme fatigue that i was getting and um you know it, i've had three episodes like this one was before last christmas it lasted all the way through christmas I had one that happened. I don't know exactly when and it was somewhere between then and now. And then just, just right after that podcast, we all got hit at the same time. And yeah. um, it was right I around the 17th. It. And uh, you know, that was, so yeah, that they, they can target you by frequency. And um, this, this also, this fungus Dean, what's the name of the fungus? I was going to write it. Auris. it. Candida oris. Yes. Okay. That's infecting people. And uh, you know, it, they can, apparently they can activate that and weaponize it using a frequency or a psychic attachment. So the, uh, the medication that I started a little over a week ago has actually had an effect and I was very skeptical of it because I've never, I didn't know it was used for that. And, uh, I was just, you know, I thought we were getting, we were dealing with something else. I thought I was dealing with, um, the after effects of seven spine surgeries, which were another, another result of all the abuse that I've been through. I, mean, I had a degenerative spine condition when i was when i was a young child it started to manifest itself i'd have pain in my tailbone and um it just progressed from there by the time i got to my early 20s i was seeing the chiropractor's office literally almost every day of the week except for the weekends just to stay at work and uh it, they destroyed two levels of my spine where totally no cartilage in the air at all for the disc l3 4 and l4 uh, l5 s1 and l45 and, uh, you know, I spent about three months where I, I, I couldn't walk. I couldn't push waste out of my body. I was in a wheelchair when I could sit in it. And, um, you know, I was in horrible condition. But they put me through all of this. And like I said, my health has dramatically and you know declined in the past year. And it's despite what I've done to try to offset it, you know, we've been sharing notes and trying to figure out what works and what doesn't. The horse pace, that works. Apparently, I mean, I, I was very surprised to, to see that I was getting better from it. I think I look a little better, too. I was carrying fluid around my face. Yeah, you do. And, um, yeah, so, this, so they can turn this on and off with a frequency. You know, I made a joke that I like to get, in, you know, uh, you know, by the time this is over with, I'm going to defeat them, and, they're, and, you know, the, uh, the nanites are going to be, you know, cutting my hair and giving me, you know, manicures and that kind of thing. But uh, yeah. it doesn't seem like that's going to, it doesn't seem like that's the case. I'll be I'll be
0: lucky if I get through this. Well, let me give a bit of a background of what Nathan's talking about with the Candida auras. What this is another hypothesis of mine that I cannot fully prove right now, but it, it seems like I got a, I'm getting a good track record lately with with all this stuff. But but um, the cough cough virus that people have been getting the last couple few years. At the same time, there's been something that they've been putting out in the media on and off that people have not maybe been paying attention to where they've been saying that there's a pandemic of Candida auris spreading in hospitals. Now, Candida auris is highly contagious through the skin. Like if you get someone that's infected with it, with their blood on your skin, it will go through your skin and infect you. Candida Now if anyone is familiar with Dr Jennifer Daniels uh, who has talked about candida and pure gum, spiritual turpentine, she was going around explaining that candida is a big cause of a lot of different illnesses and disease to the point, you know, you can even get diabetes from it. You can get maybe even AIDS from it. You can get all kinds of things from having this fungal overgrowth because Candida albicans are apparently a normal thing in your body that they, and this is what she was addressing, candida albicans, and that you, that this overgrows in people and uh, causes a lot of problems because it, you know, it's, it's actually there to be in harmony with your body. And when you die, it breaks down the body. Now. All of a sudden, this Candida auris, apparently it's meant to be rare, this strain of Candida, and uh, as, a, as, a, as a problem, you know, in society. But all of a sudden, it's spreading in hospitals, right alongside... And I noticed the articles were coinciding with the cough-cough virus pandemic. And it's very strange, because people that have had the needle I've been told that if they are getting needle-induced AIDS, some people, this has been shared by a lot of people. That it, some, some, some an individual that have been, has been around the elite, no, called Victor Hugo, actually talks about this on his channel that people are getting AIDS from this stuff. Now, another it, this the same individual who shared the dragonfly information with me is former UFC fighter, and won't do any serious sparring with anyone, like as in, she doesn't want to risk getting blood on her, like accidentally cutting someone's face and getting it on her skin, because people have taken this needle, and they apparently can give you the AIDS from it. If they have AIDS developing within them, themselves as a result of this, So you make these correlations with the Candida auris because it's like we, my partner and I went to the hospital this year, early this year, because she was getting sicker and sicker to the point she couldn't absorb fluids. Something was going on with us. We started, we were getting better from whatever happened to us. And then all of a sudden last year, it just got so bad and we started going downhill. But then I was actually still okay for the most part honestly if that makes any sense and so i rush her to the hospital i carry her into the hospital and um as they're treating her with a drip i start noticing i'm starting to get sick in there and then i'm just wondering what's going on why do i feel sick in here what is i just thought it was like spiked protein type stuff right and i i normally take a tonic uh that I won't say in case of the algorithm. I know that, that this specific tonic is a problem with the algorithm. So um, <clears throat> yeah, so I usually take that to protect myself from, and I know it works against the spike protein. I've tested it and I've, I've neglected it on purpose to see how I feel and then I take it and it goes away. So anyway, I go home and I take my stuff and it's not working. And all of a sudden I'm noticing we're both getting sicker and sicker both my partner and I despite having the drip she got better from the drip she had also had a b12 uh, infusion via drip because she became she's b12 anemic they found out an iron anemic Um, and then we're just getting sicker and sicker and we we did different things taking different antimicrobials and we we realized what we realized is that whatever this was that's was making us sick antifungals like a combination of different antimicrobial antifungals specifically antifungal stuff we were even taking creatine because creatine helps with candida i know i started noticing all the stuff that works on us combats candida but then it still was so resistant it's still it's like it kept developing a resistance and then so we get we we're going through this battle, and then eventually we get the uh, the horse stuff, right? The Joe Rogan horse <laughs> stuff, and um, and all of a sudden we're getting we're getting better. Like we've been we've been a lot better ever since. And so I start piecing all this together, and I'm thinking this is interesting because I know we have metals in us. I've suspected we have some kind of nanite pathogen infection from this dragonfly drone. And then I think what's happened is we've got this infection, and then, as everyone else is getting contaminated with it because of the cough cough conspiracy, I think it's just dosing us even more. I think it's just like we're, I'm just just getting exposed to it even more and making us even sicker because you know I don't know a lot about this the medical side of things, but imagine if you had AIDS and then someone comes along with a with a with a syringe and just like here, you go have some more aids. I mean, it's not going to be good for you, is it? It'll probably make your problem a lot worse. <clears throat> and um, so the, yeah, the the horse stuff actually seems to be very effective against whatever's going on here. And um, I I truly believe if you if you take a look at more gallons. Morgellons, these people have this weird black stuff coming out of them. And uh, that ties back to the black and the black thing I'm talking about with the whole nanite technology. And then I, just on a hunch, as usual, I go, I type in Morgellons and fungus. And then I get a match, and there's people actually expressing how Morgellons exhibits uh, organic elements of it that that is fungal. So I don't I can't 100% prove this right now but I'm I am seriously considering that what is going on is that they have seemed to have developed uh, like a fungal hybrid like a nanite fungal hybrid bioweapon and and what shocked me even more is, like, oh, I wish I saved this video, but I just I randomly clicked on this thing that somebody shared, and it was this guy on Rumble talking about how he was exposing what the bioweapon is that's affecting everyone, that it is a fungus, that it is a nanite hybrid bioweapon. And he said because he's going around telling people about it, they dosed him with a more concentrated version of it, like they poisoned him with it. He didn't say how they poisoned him, but that just really connected with my own experience of what's happened to me and my partner and i think okay so what have they that they're going around poisoning targeted people with the same technology and now that they're further along in their agenda they want to just poison everyone with the same kind of thing
1: and then and they, just- they can hit specific people specific targeted people with the frequency whether it be from like i said a conventional technology or trans-dimensional one and yeah. then they pick out the people, the undesirables that they don't want—people like us, people like Robert, people like some of the people in the audience here—and uh, nobody is, is immune to this. Nobody's really safe. That's the problem. And then mm-hmm. they can get you anywhere you any any place they want to. They don't. You could be in the North Pole, you could be in, in Antarctica, and they could still get you with the psychic attachment. Doesn't it matter if you're in the vicinity of a, a Gwen tower or, or say a cell tower, it does not matter or anywhere, you know, a satellite may be able to, you know, to triangulate wherever you're at, or you know, hit you with something. So, um, yeah, I think this is like, you know, that I think that they're trying to do is put a, 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 um, a kill switch in everybody. And I think that I think that they've possibly, I agree.
0: continue. And then
1: they can tie this into, you know, the the five, six, G, whatever they're coming out with, and essentially create uh you know like a gulag basically where 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 it's controlled by basically by frequencies. We're 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 sending our communications by frequencies, but they're gonna create a digital hive mind where it can monitor thought and then target you when you don't listen, when you don't follow your orders. Hmm. And eventually get rid of everybody in the end anyway.
0: I think is is Rob muted knowing he's muted?
1: I think, yeah. Um, yeah. My <laughs> mic I'm,
0: glad I'm glad I said something.
1: <laughs> you were saying a lot. I just wanted to mention, Dean and Rob, we're running out of time here. I'd, I'd like to get some, you know, to this An- Anunnaki stuff that everybody was promised. Right, right. Yeah, I
2: just wanted cool. to say that, like, let me just say this real quick. I was thinking, like, if that's all true, everything's like frequency, sound, and vibration, so we should be able to find a frequency to fight it with. I don't know what it would be. But you would think if there's a frequency that can hurt you, there should be a frequency that can heal you. And I I, maybe right. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I have no clue. I'm not. I'm not like. I'm not a like scientist or anything. You know. I. I'm just thinking maybe maybe there would be some like hope. What do you guys think think before we move
1: on? I think you're right because you know after I burnt off the silver cords back in uh, September, early September last year immediately was was able to start to remove these attachments and they were causing pain so and I was getting hit constantly with it it was just it was unrelenting i remove it in seconds through a minute a couple minutes later it's back again but i think that was the physical component was the nanite component was in me causing the inflammation and the pain and then of course then you had the psychic attachment which was programming it and telling it what to do and and then it was you know it was it was hitting that particular part of me So yeah, and and I was able to turn it off. The problem is, is how do you get rid of it completely? And it's to the point, you know, when they're after you, you've got two choices. Well, you got no choice. You got to just do all of it. You got to just throw everything against the wall and see what sticks. That means taking supplements, you know, controversial medications that won the um, that that the inventor won the uh, Nobel uh, the Nobel Prize for you know for inventing it. you know, which is the joe rogan stuff and you got to just like take everything But you have to be able to manipulate energy and turn these things off you know maybe potentially at some point be able to shield yourself but you have to use everything as it's a full-on assault from every direction what do you think Dave? look this
2: uh eve yeah. morgan says the david case cd i put the comment up on the screen she says the david case cd can help with targeting via brainwave frequencies i've never heard of that i mean
1: might have yeah, to have sure. her back yeah. on the show yeah, thank yeah, you we could be doing some of it. She mentioned that to us. It sounds like somebody's talking. Was that you, Dean? Yeah, that was me. <laughs> I can see it light up, but there, I'm still hearing this, this whole all this background information. I mean, all this background noise. like a tell like somebody's having a conversation.
0: Oh, a I, think I think it's you echoing. I can hear slightly. I slightly hear your voice in the background of it, and mine too, actually. I think it's just a general echo feedback yeah there's some kind that's, of feedback issue this
1: heard that, the word uh, feedback, so it is it obviously it's feeding back
0: yeah but Where anyway I? yes i i agree with what nathan's saying and that's what i was trying to get across to him is like there is a I, I do agree i think there's a component like many different components to this i believe there's a way you can psychically like you can do work on yourself to to kind of uh interfere with the nanite pathogen um I believe that also like I, I've had to do a lot of supplementation and antimicrobial stuff just to stay alive. Um it's unbelievable. I stopped taking caprylic acid and things like that. All of a sudden my stomach starts feeling like it's literally imploding. Like uh it's not good. And I've had to take a lot of niacin too, and so is my partner. I've had to, we've had to do a lot of things that revolve around anti-fungal, anti anti-radiation, very much anti-radiation. When we started taking potassium iodide, we had the biggest detox I have felt in a while. As in, I could barely handle it. I, my head felt like it was going to implode. But it's, it's all good now. It eventually calmed down. But, man, that was really intense. And I looked up why we need niacin so much, and I found out that that actually detoxes radiation a lot too. They even used it in Fukushima.
2: Uh, C60. C60 will detox for, or it will get rid of radiation too, supposedly, but there's no
1: studies on that. It's just extremely expensive. That's the problem with that. I would be on it in if it was you know, like Yeah, C60. well, you
2: can go to goodandcheapc C60.com. It's 99 That's the good it's it's called Good and Cheap C60, and they have okay. it for 1999. Uh, it's like the the ones that are on the podcast. And I hate to say this because I have podcast sponsors, they're not sponsors, but I have affiliates. But my, everybody I use is like relatively cheap, but like but like um, some of those C60s that are advertised on podcasts are really expensive. They're really expensive. Like they're like, they're like, uh, you know, so I've always went to good and cheap C60. I don't know if it's like how good it is or, you know, but I mean, are I digress.
1: Are you actually on that right now? <laughs> are you using that right now, Rob?
0: I use it. Yeah. I use C60. Interesting. Okay. That's interesting. What Maybe it noticed, is helping you.
1: What have you noticed? Is it, that's, that's I mean, that. I, I you
0: don't really notice
2: much you know what i mean you just it's just kind of i mean i don't get any energy from it or you know i i don't i don't i don't really okay. notice much i mean maybe like an overall i mean but i did test it and it like if you if you drip it on like something like it goes it pull, goes apart then it forms back together it's very very strange like you know and dr richard allen miller told me he said that c60 will help with radiation like and you know he's like he's been around forever, man. Like he's been studying this stuff for like you know, um, I you know I don't know as much as you guys and
0: him, but you know no, I, that's that's
1: kind of I'm just going off what he said, you know.
0: No, no, thank you, thank you for that sharing.
1: But yeah, because Rex is sponsor from the project, I, that was way too much for me at the time. And and then you know the the main problem with this is that they make you sick, that you can't work, and you're struggling to get back to work. And, you know, it, it just limits everything you can do. And if you go to try to approach the so-called social safety net, even even though it's very diminished from area and what's left of it, if you can get access to it, they'll turn that off, too, and you'll have constant problems. You know, I've had like I said, I've had those I've had problems with the system. I've had problems with doctors. I've had doctors turn down and refuse care they can chew from all sides. And it's just uh, it's non it's nonstop. And, you mm-hmm. know, it Mm-mm.
2: I'll put the link in the description, but it's not like I'm not affiliated with them or anything. It's just good and cheap C60.com. But they're uh yeah, it's like twenty-one bucks for a bottle of C sixty. It's not bad,
1: you know. Um, I'm doing fifty milligrams of C B D isolate a day in a capsule, but I've stopped that and just give it to my dog now because he gets a benefit from it. I'm not getting anything like I used to because of what's going on with me. It won't do anything. And yet they, the only improvement that I've had has been from the you know the horse stuff so and that's been in the past week and another symptom i have is excessive sweating i mean it was just ridiculous you do a little bit of uh, movement in the house and air conditioning you're pouring sweat completely abnormal and you're feeling sick i mean i had that and he talks about his stomach feeling like it's going to implode yeah i know what that feels like it's like somebody's got it in their hand it's like and they're just squeezing a ball without air just like this and you don't want to eat you don't want to do anything you feel sick you can't plan your day. You can't. You can't even plan a podcast. We've got people that want that want to go on a podcast with us, and I can't even tell them, okay, let's do it on this date because I don't know what I'm going to be like after you after this podcast, considering what we just went through, just like less than two weeks ago. It's ridiculous. Yeah. You know, life and death struggle. I mean, it's like, well, why would you want to do a podcast? Because you don't understand. They're going to do it to me anyway. I'm not going to go down. I'm going down swinging if i'm going down at all yeah Maybe let's, let's get in that did you
2: wanna, we've been going about an hour and 50 minutes did you want to try to cover some of the inunaki stuff or would it take a long time
0: it wouldn't take too long
2: i mean we can we can cover it if you guys want to i, I yeah I, i'm
0: I, happy to i'm happy to i, hard, I, I promised hard. i would
1: yeah everybody's looking because that was in a title so we spent a little too much time with all these different things that we've talked about, even though they're completely relevant and very important. But before we do this, I just wanted to say, the idea was to lead into the the um, situation where there's a cover up with this with this whole Anunnaki story and with you know Gerald Clark was one of the first people, and I never really followed his work until I met Rob and he started talking about him, and I just you know started to notice this. I heard his name, but when I looked into it. He was literally just piecing together. He was like laying a foundation because the extraterrestrials use the Anunnaki story to lay a foundation of propaganda and to facilitate the PSYOP that they're doing right now with with this so-called disclosure, which, by the way, is something that they're engineering. It's an engineered PSYOP. They want to make the extraterrestrials, they want to put them in the most positive light as possible. And anybody that's out there right now doing videos and talking about negative things in regard to ETs, you'll notice you're getting shadow banned. They're taking the comments off of your channels when you do your videos. The, I've seen channels that really cover this really well on YouTube. And you go to their channel and you leave a comment and you can see it. Nobody else has commented, but then you sign out and go look at it. Your comments invisible, and other people will look and they can't see it. They're doing this and they're literally controlling the information what i just wanted to say is before we get into this they, you know they got rid of gerald clark because he was laying the alternative foundation down that all of our problems are associated with this anunnaki group and these negative et's they had to get him out of the way he was gaining traction they could put somebody in there to take his place or other people to take his place to put out a different story the ancient alien story everything's good and holy they created us they're here to help us they're coming back Mm -hmm. like jesus and we're all going to be good. They're all going to—they're going to fix our problems. They're going to kiss our—you know—they're going to—they're going to patch us up and give us love. They're our benevolent space brothers. Nothing can be further from the truth. And this whole thing—and I you know—it started. You know, I had a download. It goes all the way back, and they showed me the George Van Tassel stuff with the—you know—with with that airstrip and the giant rock. I was told that, um, that you know the beginning of this new age movement really started around that point in time. And what I figured out was from that download, everything that I've been doing and the research and the experiences that I've had in talking to other people is that <clears throat> it's all part of a government program, the whole new age movement, which basically it comes from the occult, which is a negative ET program of giving people these false religions, the Egyptian religion and others, where there's human sacrifice and so forth and negative gods that you're forced to worship. It all evolved into this benevolent space brother deception Beginning back with Van Tassel and the Ashtar Command, kind of around that point in time, so they just, the ETs did is they, they transitioned people from the occult into the false white light of the false AI source god, and then moved this into this with the cooperation of the US military and a multinational military cabal um, that is centered in a lot of different countries across the planet. And if you live in one of these countries, you're subject to these Mind Lab programs because they have treaties with these ETs. So I just wanted to lead into that and let you go ahead and run with it, Dean.
0: Right, sure. And um, I want to make sure I get this uh, correct. Uh, yeah, so Gerald's work was, was I, re- I think, is really, really accurate. Like a lot of the stuff he he was doing was very accurate and he was able to tie it back. In an academic fashion, just like what Matthew Lacroix is doing. And um, what's fascinating about all this is that, as I was saying earlier, it seems like there is a bit of both going on. Where like there's, there's, there seems to be potentially that there that there are good Anunnaki that watch over the earth that became what you would call the Watchers. Perhaps them and the good Ajiji. And then there were bad ones that are still plaguing and causing issues that created a war and, um, you know, basically good versus evil. And what Nathan is saying is that, um, yeah, there's this portrayal of, uh, the Anunnaki being like the almighty creators of, of ordainers of destiny but honestly as gerald was explaining in the cuneiform and, and in his own research they were not gods that's just another word for lord and they're just super advanced and they to the point that they could they could create civilizations and probably still can and uh and what the war was about i believe from what he and matthew's work and other people's work that i've taken on board along with my own r- readings i'll be honest like i i've psychically looked into this a lot and i've got a lot of stuff back from it that correlates with what matthew and gerald pre- present um is that yeah that there's just this wait can the i say something i, I sure.
2: gotta i gotta i think i know what gerald was really I, I have a video that not a lot of people have seen like maybe i mean because i found it years ago and it's a gerald's gerald had gerald got sent a, a briefing document from someone who said they were an alien right and it's called the threat briefing to humanity by gerald it's it's on a video i can send it to you um and in sure. that video, he talks about all the different races of like aliens and stuff. But then he also talked about this thing called ARVI, Automated Viral repli- Replicating Intelligence. That's um, like this like like demonic, like um, blood seeking, like um, you know, like similar to like the Grays, right? But it's like a it's like it's wants blood. That's where like the human sacrifice and stuff came from. Mm-hmm. But you guys got to see this video. It's not a lot of people have seen it. I thought about covering it on my channel, you know, like doing like a Stephen Cambion thing and just like playing the video and providing my commentary over it. But I don't know how Crystal would feel about that. So I didn't do it. But it's definitely something everybody should check out. I can even post it on my channel. It's uh, Gerald Clark, Threat Briefing to Humanity. I think that might have been like some of the stuff that he was getting into that like might have really triggered something as well you know beyond like what you're saying i think what your ears is going is good but i think that might have been too
0: you know no that's very interesting maybe maybe she, you should uh contact her and see what she thinks about that but um because i've spoken to her once about the dragonfly stuff i sent her some of the information and she responded very kindly she's she seems like a lovely lady and she acknowledged that this information that I provided her with in my own experiences seems to be um giving her validation implied that it implied that that's given her validation to continue supporting Gerald's work I mean she I'm sure she was already wanting to she already was supporting Gerald's work but I mean you know gave her extra vigor to I suppose to continue uh fighting back against you know the censorship and all and what happened to him because um i told her i did a read and i've actually interacted with gerald psychically and uh yeah i i am pretty sure he was targeted and to be just to be clear the symptoms that i have as well with my partner and i is like aids like symptoms and not just that we recently discovered we have a a large amount of polyps that we've actually been cleaning out a lot like we managed to get them out on our own without surgery. You can take, take the right things, and it just starts detaching and coming out. And uh, there's thousands of these things in us. You and, know what, Dean?
2: Um, yeah, so, uh, someone recommended castor oil for those things. Like, is it an external bump? Is that what it is? Like, an someone in my bump. chat
1: recommended castor oil. They're inside the intestinal line. Just like yeah. oh, inside That's inside. right. That, uh, that's-
0: that's- colorectal polyps, but I don't believe they are entirely colorectal. I think they're in the small intestine because the amount that we have, I don't see how it's put pro- the, the colons, surely the colon's too short to have all of those in them. And, um, and if we had that many just in the colon, I mean, like, I, yeah, I just think, I think it was, I think a lot of these were in our small intestine. And this happened to us at the exact same time, exact same symptoms. Um, and i just thought of gerald because he died of cancer and it's like goodness goodness knows what happened to him as well with with the cancer side of things you know and um sorry to get to the point here uh yeah sorry about about that war i think i honestly think a good versus evil kind of thing has happened here with the anarchy, and i think there's bad anarchy that will have a high ranking specifically as gerald has actually said in his work uh Inana Marduk and Enlil, Uh, they seem to, it appears that they may have formed a pact using black magic. And um, I think that they may have even allied with a lot of reptilian species and bad greys against everyone else uh, because they believed that people needed to be kept under control and if you if you read all the Anunnaki stuff, it talks a lot about how some of them struggle with what is right and wrong and whether they should wipe out people or not. And wiping out people certainly, I mean I can see some the of the tablets, testing. they did it already.
2: You know, if you read the yeah. tablets, Enlil did it already. Enlil caused famine, and little uh uh, starve people. He he had humans eating other humans. If you yeah. follow what they say in the Atrehasis, then it supposedly he brought a flood. But before he brought a flood, he did all kinds of things that were like, you know, really really bad to humans. Like it was. Uh, I, so I believe it. I definitely do.
0: Yeah, and Gerald believed that Enlil was a really bad dude from his from his as he continued um, doing his work. He's. He, I noticed he was more on the foundation of that. Yeah, Enlil is not a good dude and uh, jealous uh jealous person apparently and um yeah so this this ties back to the stuff i was going to present to you guys that i discovered something very interesting about to do with greenland and that that area next to greenland on the east coast of canada And I've been very interested, and I've been talking with Matthew about Asgard because I have memories of that. I have memories that that's a real place, and that's what drew me to Matthew and Gerald's work because they talk they they cover things like Atlantis and other places that are quote unquote mythological. That have really, as as people are getting more evidence, they're discovering that these places, you know, they pretty much it's pretty much showing that they. Are real they do exist that these places did exist and this has been so many cataclysms that it's just it just buries this stuff in some cases some depending on where you are in the world it's like the great pyramid it wasn't buried necessarily well, actually it was covered in all the sand wasn't it at one point i i remember reading
1: yeah excavated yeah. a bit so the sphinx was covered up to the head and of course there was a, a really big flood and there's evidence of i think a thousand yep. high watermark there's uh shells and salt deposits and they were hypothesizing that the salt deposits were because they were using it for a power generator which mm. is not for electricity they weren't going to give the egyptians or what they were calling them during all those periods they were going to give them electricity i mean it, it was a, a stage show it had mind-altering effects it did like tesla coil effects in the sky it was more just alien stage magic versus something yeah. that was benefit society was there to create religious a religious belief system and force servitude of the people there and essentially hijack a culture and um you know just like they've done all over the world i mean china must have had a tremendous history of of that type of usury because you've got close to estimated over 800 pyramids covered in you know trees and stuff
0: yep and um so oh so now to get to the I know I've gone on a long' gone on a long time, so yeah, to get straight to the point now, as I was talking with Matthew and I was doing re- recovering my own memories of things, I started to remember that Asgard was about thirteen thousand five hundred years ago, and I was kind of wrestling with this as I was thinking how how am I remembering this <clears throat> And then, and, you know, and I I desperately was trying to look for stuff to prove that this was real. And I could just, for a while, I just kept finding mythology stuff. You know, I was, it just wasn't enough for me. And um, the other week, Matthew actually did a presentation where he put a timeline in there. And I actually took a screenshot of his timeline and I emailed it back to him. And I added an extra timeline in there. And I said, here... I'd like you to take a look at this because he's piecing together wh- which ancient civilizations rose and fell. And then he's got Atlantis and then Chem. And then, and in between, and after Chem, I put, I put at the 13,500 year mark, I just put a little thing in there and said, Here, look, look and take a look into this and see if this checks out Asgard and then what i i put in brackets for him which i've given that's that picture to you as well rob where it says greenland because i i just i'm very good at dowsing as well and i was i just kept i just kept focusing on greenland because trump and people were so focused on greenland and it just all kept coming to me and i thought hang on a second the fool society all of a sudden fool came into my head fool and so i look up the fool society And they're interested in Greenland, which I also sent a screenshot of that to you about the information regarding them being interested in, like, the Hyperborean stuff and how the Thule Society and the Nazis were just interested in the Ubermen, like, trying to restore these superhuman-type... this superhuman-type state. And,
2: um... I don't think I got it. I don't think I got that email. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, I want to... I would have saved it um but uh, but I I think I know what you're talking about though. I mean like I so are you do you think that the Nazis had like the first super soldiers? to, to, to kind of speculate? Um the thinking.
1: the
0: Yeah, yeah, the that's sorry, yeah, that's what I was talking about is and they were trying to recreate this and and they, you know, um I mean, they were synthesizing steroids in the 19 19- What was it the 1930s and then they also were putting the nazis were putting their troops and probably other who knows who else was doing this i haven't read enough into it honestly but i do know that i've read that the nazis were using methamphetamines and this seems to be common common knowledge amongst people that have researched this as well that they were trying to enhance yeah and um so it's very interesting because what you, what I sent you, um, uh, by the way, Rob, I sent it to you this morning, so you might not have seen it yet, oh. the the Asgard stuff. So that's okay. I just wanted to make sure you had it. And um, so what I discovered when I was looking at all this stuff is that you go and type in, type in Mount Asgard in Google Earth, and then you'll find that there's an, actually a place on the east coast of canada right near greenland called mount asgard and it's got twin peaks twin peaks it's a mountain with twin peaks isn't that interesting uh <clears throat> because there's this this theme that goes around uh you know like twin towers uh the two towers and lord of the rings it's very That's interesting strange. stuff yes it is and and also there's this other thing that comes up in this this website called Map Carter, where you type if you if you search for Asgard stuff in Google, it brings up this Map Carter website. And it takes you to this area in Greenland, just off the coast of Greenland, that's called Asgard Sund. I don't I don't know what that is all about, but I found that very weird how that was there. And that they actually I vaguely recall that, they've, that there are ruins in Greenland of ancient civilizations. And then you tie in that with the fact that there's, there's other information out there about how the government, whichever governments, have, have invested in digging under the snow and creating bases under the snow, under the ice in Greenland. Um, have you have you guys seen anything like that? I've actually watched a video of them digging trenches and creating bases in Greenland, in underneath the snow.
2: No, I haven't seen that, but that's fascinating. That's insane. That's awesome. I I, I didn't know any of that.
0: Yeah, so like you that add all this be, together. I
1: everywhere there's now. ice. Probably, I'm sorry to interrupt. I think everywhere there's ice that, where you know the land was um, free of ice, going back a long period of time. I guarantee you're going to find ancient ruins, possibly hidden. High technology from past civilizations that have been allowed to, you know, to reach a certain level of sophistication before the Draco occupation wiped them out with a cataclysm. It doesn't surprise me Mm. that they're they're actually actively trying to build bases. They've been doing the same thing in Antarctica as well. There's definitely a Mm. lot of stuff there that they're not telling us about, and how it's getting out, I don't know. I mean, I'm not a fan of David Wilcock, but. you Know there's a lot of people there, there's an information stream coming out of there, and I, I can't really trace where it's coming from. Because, mm. you
2: know, yeah, I was wondering there. where he gets his information, right? He's got a source, but like it, but the funny thing about Wilcock is that he's like, he's like 90% wrong. <laughs> I mean, like, he does come yeah. up with some good, he comes up with some gems sometimes, but most of the time, he's like, you know. It's like, what's this dude? I mean, because like, it's it's. Gu- I mean, like, and because I know you don't like you don't care for him either, Nate. Like, that's why I say that. Like, but he does come up with stuff every once in a while that's kind of relevant. What would you say?
1: Well, I don't dislike the man. I used to listen to him, I, but I think he's been a victim of this. I think that they've taken him over, unfortunately, like they've done to a lot of people. So, any you know, yeah, there's been a lot of a lot of good, valid information that he, he's put out over the, over the years. But I mean if you're willing to if you're not really if you're not strong enough they're going to they're going to take you down and co-opt you and, and do it in such a deceptive way where you don't even realize it's happening to you and if you've got personality flaws and you're not and you're not willing to really risk yourself and put yourself last and you know the truth first and you're, you're more focused on money than than what the truth is and actually getting it out you can be co-opted pretty easily and I think that's what's happened to him. And I, you know, I, I feel sorry for him. I, I, I hope I, I, you
2: make a good point. I, I never really thought about it that way. That's really, you know, cause I guess he probably had really good intentions starting out. I don't know anybody who has, unless someone's really evil, most people probably have good intentions when they go into this. Right. It's just like what happens in the meantime or like, you know, like in while they're going through this and putting out information, you know, how what changes in that person and like what happens to them right
1: well yeah people that right. uh, connected in this new age movement and they start uh, to get involved with the source consciousness it isn't god it's ai it'll corrupt them and um you know in the situation i had with those with that um I, I talked to a reptilian negotiator a few days before i burnt off the court It was trying to offer me some sort of uh social media position where i was going to be like a david wilcock And uh, except the difference would be is is that I would be going out there knowing the agenda and working for it, just so I could gain my health back and make money. And I told him to shove it, you know. And whether or not it was honest an honest offer or not, I have no idea. I wasn't going to pursue it. But I mean. You know that that's what they that's what they do to people and it's very subtle i mean they could co-opt people with money you start you know all of a sudden all these opportunities open up to you and that's what i was promised well you're not going to be uh you know you're not going to go through what you've been going through nate you're going to be well accepted this, in this into this community and people with money are going to be approaching you to talk to you and have you speak and and do this and do this job for us and, um, you know, I went through names of people. I'm like, is this person aware of it? And, you know, all the people that I'd seen on social media and the names that I'd given this person, this individualist entity, and said, yeah, they, you know, they work for us but don't know it. And I don't think, you know, I feel sorry for all these people because if you're uncontrolled by them, your soul does not belong to you anymore. They've got you. They've got dominion over you after you die. There's nothing could be worse than that. And uh, you know, and that person, all of these people likely have cloned versions of themselves in these programs. And they do control up through alters, just like with people with multiple personality disorders that are artificially induced through drugs and trauma, these mind control programs, they can do the same thing with these cloned alters, these soul fractured cloned alters. And the and, you know, like with everybody, I, you know, I didn't know what Nathan was I didn't know what Nathan was gonna wake up. I mean, I didn't know what type of Nathan I was gonna be the following day. I mean, you know, they could control your emotions and they can much, much more effectively than they can do with attachments. You know, I can battle off the attachments, but when they're literally in your mind and there's parts of your consciousness pulling you in a different direction, it's very difficult. It's um, you know, it, it they literally take you over and you have to be extremely strong and I don't I don't think i could have done it by myself i you know i don't think i could it took alpha, it, it it took more or less celestial intervention as well as the intervention of some really good people and one of them is actually right here with us right now but um without them i don't think i could have done that and i don't think david wilcock has had that intervention i don't think corey good has had that intervention and i don't think a lot of the a lot of these people haven't had that intervention and getting to them is impossible and, and it's a damn shame
0: yeah. Did you? Yeah. The. Sip? Sorry. Sorry. I it. No. Oh, right. I was just asking. Yeah. <laughs> Not a problem. Yeah. No. So it's all it's all ties. But I know it's a bit been a bit all over the place today, back and forth with the. I hope people aren't too confused with uh, switching between the subject matter, but it is all tied together because um, the stuff that Nathan's talking about is the reason I knew how to help him with that is because I. I do know that it's, that it's Archon related. And I do know that the whole Archon subject is related to the Anarchy that are bad, that fought against the good ones. And I do know that they seem to be trapped and their followers want to release them. That's my honest perception of it. Psychically, informationally, and these people these beings that could refer to themselves this way or however we choose to refer to them archons whatever that you want to call it it's not just the the anunnaki that are referring to themselves as this it's their it's their little henchmen too like some of these alpha draco types and uh just that you know as as you read in some of the scripture you know you've got the the 200 fallen angels and things like that i don't know how many of them there really are but there's there's three at the top there's three at the top that formed a a trinity pact and then they've got people underneath them that do all their bidding and and you know the higher up in the pyramid the more powerful some of these beings seem to be psychically um as a matter of fact i would say the dark grays Seem to be more of a threat than the alpha draco. The alpha draco just remind me of of gorilla bouncers. They can be quite intimidating and and frightening, but I don't find them to be as intellectually intimidating. And uh, because I've experienced all these beings, they've come they've come to my house. Not not and what you know what one of a a dark gray looking being that i described the ones that were messing with nathan actually came down one night my girlfriend woke up to the to it coming down through the roof and putting its hands on her chest with these claws and she was freaking out she'd never she'd never experienced anything like this before and i wouldn't wake up she was petrified absolutely petrified and she was trying to wake me up she was telling me And i wouldn't wake up uh which is very strange and um and i've never seen her so traumatized honestly and and that day when she after that had happened her chest was way 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 worse than i'd ever seen it and she was just so distressed trying to figure out how to get rid of this we didn't know what to do funnily enough the tonic that i take we, that we both take, she just took extra of that, and then this chest thing that happened with this being went away. And that's when I started hypothesizing that some of these beings actually have, have you, you know how you have Star Wars? You remember uh, Palpatine, how he keeps people alive like, like Anakin when he's going to die from the lava in the third Star Wars, and then he puts him in the Darth Vader suit? And then in the later Star Wars, he can, seems to be able to suck the life out of people, like in the latest installment. Uh, because it turns out Palpatine didn't get killed by Darth Vader, he was still alive and blah, blah, blah. Sorry to be a spoiler if anyone hasn't seen it, but i um, just trying to make a point here that Palpatine in Star Wars implies that the dark side has the ability to control negative organisms to kind of stave these negative organisms off from breaking you down and killing you. And that's why he still walks around like a ghoul, like because he can't rejuvenate himself unless he sucks the life out of people, but he can stave off the whatever breaks down the body. And then so I noticed that these beings can manipulate positive ion organisms or path you know, like like the like I think that this being was psychically affecting my partner's condition by influencing the the pathogens. And um because that's why why else did this tonic work i I was shocked myself I didn't even think of it myself. She's the one who just out of desperation took a double dose of it, and then it just went away and hasn't come back in that way since and uh, very strange um and yeah so this stuff that's going on with Nathan is tied back to what I believe is like a a power structure on the evil side of you know and the and I believe. That this current power structure has been around for a long time and it's been influenced by these um evil and anarchy like that went against the good ones and they're trying to some something must have happened something must have happened where there's been loss of control on the good guys side i believe and that there's some kind of struggle that's been going on for thousands of years since because I, I actually believe from what I recovered from my own memories and own and the information I've gotten from other people, like Gerald, Matthew, etc., I believe that these pit these bad anarchy were dealt with a long time ago, but I believe it's kind of like one of those typical things where they just keep trying to escape a prison of some sort and that there's bad guys trying to get knowledge through them through ritual. And sacrifice and feeding, feeding the quote-unquote eye, feeding the beast, trying to imp- trying to give them stuff in exchange for knowledge, and at the same time they're trying to acquire knowledge and and science on how to perhaps release them back into the physical realm. That's honestly what I believe.
2: There's a there's a quote. Um, it's not a quote. It's a it's a line from one of the tablets. I I don't know if it's in the Atrahasis or. I, Matthew Lacroix said it before, and it always stuck with me. It's when Enlil says to Anki, he says, uh, "Where you went, you were supposed to break the chains to set us free." Now hmm. that's that's insane. I, I have no clue what he means by that. Like I, I don't even, I can't remember what Matt speculated what that meant. But like they the can't underworld, be good. You know, almost like they're imprisoned here, like we are, or something. Like, like yes, this is yeah. a big prison planet. And now they're stuck here with us.
0: Yes, and. And in The Lost Book of Enki, it talks about, uh, I can't remember who said it, but there was a comment made by an Anunnaki about being stuck here like, quote-unquote, them, like the the native inhabitants of the earth, that if, if they were to stay here for too long, and I believe that's to do with the Kali Yuga cycle on the earth, that there's denser periods where if you don't, I don't know, vacate perhaps during that time that you can if if something happens to you while you're on the earth like if you die during this dense period i believe i think you get stuck here i think you start forgetting and get stuck and you have to try and re-remember how to and it's kind of complex i think because it's like how do you get out of here a lot of people try to get out thinking they do this spiritual work and that they can just leave like gerald believed that too but you know i'm just going to say something that might be a little controversial to people i've spoken with gerald on the other side and he's still here he's still here and he's actually looking forward to something something that will potentially free a lot of people i believe i think i think he's you you know what happened well people that have medium type ability like myself that can talk with people on the other side you have some interesting conversations sometimes and from what i have perceived there are beings on the other side that don't want to keep forgetting and coming back and forgetting and they but then they don't know how to get out either and it's strange that i communicate with gerald that he he has implied that he's still here and he's not able to go anywhere outside the earth that's that's very odd and as we're approaching a precipice at the moment in the on in the world and people are waking up i'm starting to wonder if the way out is to work together not it's not something you can do on your own like we have to collectively lift something on the earth that allows us to be able to freely come and go and um that actually ties into something interesting that i read about the rainbow body like a lot of people talk about ascension and things like that and there's this guy called montauk that goes on about people developing their etheric body to be big enough to leave the physical body now i thought there was something wrong with that because i thought surely pit somebody surely a lot of people would have figured that out by now if you could do that in 100 years something doesn't seem right because it kept coming to me that what why do I have this strong intuition about the importance of living longer why is that so important to me because I'm very in tune with a lot of this deeper stuff that's going on I noticed and I I, I did a bit of digging and I found that this this uh, in, from ancient Asia there's, there there's this master that talks about the rainbow body and talks about how you can't achieve it unless you live for a thousand years now isn't that really interesting? Because you go back through the Bible stories and through what Matthew and Jared were talking about, we used to live like nine hundred, a thousand years, and then you've got the Anunnaki that apparently held kingship for thousands and thousands and thousands of years because they just keep—they're able to just keep staying alive and keep remembering everything and stay intact and it's like well that's interesting because now we're in a state where there's like a we're living for a hundred ish years at a time and everyone just keeps forgetting stuff and they come back and i've talked with a lot of people they just there's a lot of people that remember their past lives but they can't remember everything it's like people have to work together to piece together all the memories it's like Um, it's done like
2: that on purpose dean it's like they don't whoever the controllers of this reality are whether it's the Anunnaki or someone else who has like a a hold on this reality. It's like they don't give you enough time because like we like yes. most people don't even get a hundred years. Like some people only get like fifty years. Some people are lucky to get sixty years. Like so in sixty years you can't learn how to like to 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 inhabit your rainbow light body like for well for someone who's working a job and has kids and has dogs or whatever you know it's just not on their mind so they're gonna obviously recycle back in the system and i feel like that system when you become a cog in the wheel and you can't like research into anything and you can't expand your consciousness that's what gets you trapped and that's the game i think yeah
0: i agree and i i'm wondering if yeah I'm wondering if like what some people theorize about the system of reincarnation on this earth being hijacked is actually legitimate and and that's where maybe the confusion was with Gerald's work where he's like okay I figured it out let's let's get out of here but then he's still here and it's and it's like well interesting because maybe if it wasn't hijacked maybe you could get out maybe we have to work together to unhijack it somehow and uh but yeah, that's, that's really interesting. And, and not to jump back to the Asgard thing, this is what's very much interested me about Asgard because I've got these memories and I just want to know what happened. And I want to know, and I just noticed this decline. Like, all of a sudden, like where does Asgard fit in with all this? Because so many people connect to it. There's this strong theme presently in modern society about you've got the Thor movies and you've got Loki and you've got... And I noticed that they portray things in an inverted way. Like, Thor is actually Enlil. Loki yeah. is actually Enki. And they say, is, uh, Loki's the bad one and Thor's the hero. But it's like, that's not... When you do enough work and you listen to what Gerald is doing and, and follow all the references that Matthew and Gerald use, and it's like, well, no, it seems like the complete opposite. It seems like Loki's actually the good one and Thor's the bad one. And um, Odin seems to represent King Anu, actually, from what I could tell.
2: I think you're um, spot on. You're, 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 you're spot on. Like you, I, I have a, I have tables. I know that like Enki was Poseidon in Greece and Atlantis. Then he was Mercury in Rome. Then he was, um, uh, uh I'm thinking of, and then Enlil was like Zeus. And then he was like Neptune in Rome. Um, and then, uh, they even have different names and like, like Enki was a Hura Mazda in Persia. Enlil, I think was a Shur, um, in Egypt. I'm, I think Enki was Osiris or patah and yeah. Lill, i'm trying to, i don't know if he had a, a name in, in, in egypt i'm not sure but that's what What they, they, it seems like the names like changed as they went and i think you're spot on with the norse the norse um comparison i, I would yeah say that- thank
0: you i uh, yeah i agree with what you're, you're refer what you're referring to as well about the different tables and the incarnations and um you know enlil i've looked into it a lot myself like enlil's Indra and thor and zeus yeah and, um and there's a bit of confusion that gerald like i can't believe he figured this out that there was this confusion where people thought that lucifer was satan and it's like no they're two different people there's actually yeah. and then there's a third one there's a woman ishtar which is anana there's three of them so they're doing some kind of like i think there was some kind of black magic pact where they're they're trying to imitate the the universal mother father and the children aspect so you've got marduk who is a son of enki and then you've got then you've got anana at the top there as the mother aspect and you've got enlil as the father aspect because you've got that creationary thing where it's like the universe the ether the void is the mother the womb and then you've got creation the light which is the phallus aspect that is the father god and then the children of God of the mother and the father are the the sentient beings that inhabit reality which is us and uh, that's that's how I perceive it anyway and um, I just find that absolutely fascinating that perhaps they were trying to imitate some inversion of creation uh, to to enforce evil it uh to fight a war uh to to oppose all that is good I, su- I suppose why on earth they'd want to do that i guess that's something you can't entirely quantify free will is free will you can't put a mathematical number or calculation on people's free will decisions necessarily um otherwise you'd go crazy i mean like how how can you i've been through this myself where i just think how can people be so evil and it's like well they just can they just can how can how can you calculate it they just have chosen
2: i always say it. that i always say that the things that are done to humans seem so inhumane right it's almost I think you would think like it would it would have to be some kind of outside source like you know like that just, the, just like, like all the the human trafficking and like the 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 child sacrifice and human sacrifice and the 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 uh, blood drinking and, you know, the, all mm. the other shit, like, you know, that's, that's insanity. Like, that's like really sick stuff, you know? And then like the, to think about like the child sex stuff, that's even a step even dirtier. Like, and, and then they put it in your face. Like remember with the Balenciaga stuff and all that, like, I don't know if absolutely. you guys
0: are- yeah. Oh yeah. It's horrifying. <clears throat> it's terrible. It's, it's absolutely evil. Pure evil. Mm-mm.
2: So that can't be humans, right? But it is. But it's I think it's humans that are possessed by something, like some kind of evil. Yes.
0: I think it's the chaotic aspect of the universe that they've given into temptation to and so they've embraced this and they've just they've just gone out of the uh paradigm of harmony. They've they've accepted chaos instead of harmony and um they're of this insane unhinged perception that they can justify their actions like uh you know, like, like you listen to a you listen to a serial killer, they or someone like that, they <laughs> they do do they not try to justify or manipulate you into seeing their way of things? I I think they do.
1: Yeah, they do. I got, I got something to add here. I had to I have to jump in. When I was talking to that uh, negotiator at the White Sands base, the Draco it was the first time I've ever talked to someone. It was a pure felt like a pure so- sociopath or psychopath I couldn't tell because you can't tell until you get to know somebody um, but you know that's selective empathy for the psychopath and no empathy at all for the sociopath but he said something to me that was quite a, that kind of threw me a little bit he said I think I don't think you're a bad person I think you're misguided is what he said to me in his mind I was wrong in his mind wanting to save all these people is wrong and and they, they told me not to get involved in their affairs anymore and uh you know to, to them they were doing something positive they were doing something positive for themselves How how in the hell you could see it that way i don't know but i i other than one thing you're you're separating from god completely that's the only thing that can make that makes any sense
2: i think so i think you're right It's like, it's a, it's a total, it's like, it's like how we say the world's inverted. Like when we talk about conspiracies, we always say the world's inverted. Well, whoever these people are, they, whatever these things are, their perception of reality is inverted. So they, then the things they do come out on the world and the world to us seems inverted because it's all big, one big fuck up, you know, like, and they're, they're the, they're the ones causing it like with, with like the things that they do. You know? yeah
1: they, they literally feel like you know they' that the end goal uh, you know it, it doesn't matter what you do to obtain it and you know it just doesn't they separate their self from other people they don't connect with others they don't feel their suffering they don't take that they, they don't see any value in, in human life at all from what I could gather they saw it as a commodity that they, were <laughs> to, that they were ready to be done with they wanted to replace it and I just wanted to mention something you know I like to throw people under the bus, but Elizabeth April just did a video a couple of days ago and um, talking. I forget the name of it. I forget the name of it. It was the last one on YouTube. she literally talks about humanity being replaced by a gray human hybrid by 2050. And it was the Azazani or something, some kind of gray group or something like that, that they were, you know, this this hybrid program was basically to upgrade our DNA, make it more psychic. We all will all become part of the Galactic Federation of Light. And we're all going to be great human hybrids. You know, that's the the agenda that I talked to this negotiator. And actually, the, you know, the corporal at White Sands, I mean, they they were all in on it. And uh, mm. I can't see it. I mean, I know what it's like to be mind-controlled because it, it forces you to lie to yourself. How could you possibly look at that and see that as anything positive? And she took a lot of heat for it. People weren't liking it. They'll still watch her and they'll still subscribe and buy her products, but they didn't like that. It's because there's there's something in those people that are closer to God and, and then she's separated from it. it. It's really sad to see that. Nothing against her at all. And, you know, she, <clears throat> her and I had a, a little short interaction early on where we're, it was between Rex Bear and it was like a th- kind of a three-way thing where you know Rex Bear went to her to ask about me and then I went on her her sh- not her show but I, I went on a psychic group chat and she gave me the exact same information that the Draco's had given me but they were of course in disguise as you know benevolent ETs. So I mean I you know there's a there's another person that I feel sorry for that's stuck in this. That doesn't realize what she's doing and doesn't realize who she's serving but the people but or the entities behind this are absolutely disgusting I mean words can't describe how evil it really is and, and people are naive they're not they're not ready to, to face it you know when you start talking about this and start you know questioning things you felt nobody wants to talk to you anymore this community is not ready for this some of some some people are but for the most part the majority of them aren't and it, and it needs to turn around quickly.
2: Well, they, they call you a conspiracy theorist and they think you're crazy. Like, if, you know, and that's like because I have a lot of friends who don't believe like what I believe. You know what I mean? Like my, I have like a lot of friends who you would say they're like normies. You know what I mean? Our and like it's crazy. so. I'm
1: talking you know? about the in our community, though. They're duped by this. They think, that you know, our yeah. saviors are these ETs it's you know there's good ones out there but the ones that are really running this running the show man if they've got everybody duped they've got this uh trans-dimensional psychic psyop it's done because they put us into a planetary consciousness simulation where they can play god and they can distort our perception of ourselves and our reality and you know i don't fault anybody for wanting to do that. i mean when yeah when you get contact like that and it appears benevolent i don't fault anybody for falling for it you know it, it It happened to me and and I was getting abused at the same time. And somehow they were able to get me to lie to myself to where I could accept the abuse. It was somehow therapeutic, but yet, you know, and, and just so if it can happen to me, I certainly be the last person to judge somebody else, but it's, it's a, it's, it's a sad thing to see this happen. And, uh, you know,
0: yeah, we gotta, we gotta wrap it up. We've been going, we've been going
1: going on. Yeah.
2: it's, I was gonna say it's 1053 yeah, here, it's almost 11 o'clock at night. Like, we've been going two hours and 36 minutes. Up. Like,
1: yeah, uh, I gotta pick my mama from the airport, she's gonna be calling here. She's coming back, yeah. from Iceland. Not Iceland uh, fuck, I can't even think of the name of it off the top of my head. You know, somewhere over there is all I can say. There was some snow capping, <laughs> she went on a cruise for two weeks. Oh.
2: Well, I mean, after this, I got to go outside. Like, I got to go outside and maybe I'll look for UFOs tonight. Like, I do it every night. I go out and look for them every night and I've never seen anything yet. And people say there's, you know, everybody knows I live in Pittsburgh. Like, the crowd. So I don't mind telling people. Like, there's there's people saying that they're seeing stuff here in Pittsburgh. I haven't seen anything yet. I I mean, I I don't.
0: What's that? oh yeah I've even seen stuff recently the last couple of years where I live and I've I had before that I had despite my own experiences i would never seen anything and then the last couple of years I was just like okay yep it's it's there that's not a plane and it disappeared in front of me and reappeared near the moon and then then my girlfriend saw another one like a blue one actually zipping around and did a figure eight and then zipped off up into the sky this was around new I think this was actually around New Year's Eve um during fireworks and uh yeah so it's, it's crazy I, I i can't believe well i hope you get to see one someday rob because they're certainly there and i know people that chase them all the time and see them all the time uh, where i live down in south australia I, i'm not afraid to share, share where i live i live in adelaide south australia australia it's a very interesting place it's goes adelaide's built on a ley line called the eye of providence ley line it's a very unique ley line it's uh it's something that like um it, it is unique on the earth it is unique on the earth and the city that I live in is a city of churches they, they refer to it so isn't that interesting if anyone knows anything about churches and and the supposed theory that they harness louche um and uh through the structure of the building uh, it's very interesting to consider because what are they doing on the Eye of Providence building a city of churches? Uh, <clears throat> feeding the eye, perhaps? Yeah, <laughs> so, so, so sorry to go on any further there, Rob. Like, i yeah, I was gonna right.
2: say, no, it's okay. I was gonna say, you're down there with um, Mary, Mary Rodwell's in Australia. I know that she's a, I got to talk to her. She's an amazing person, like, yeah,
0: so have I. Yeah, she's a lovely she's, lady, and she, she's in Perth. Oh, okay. Last time I checked, she was in Perth. I think she may have gone to, I don't know if she's somewhere else at the moment, but she was living in Perth when she spoke to me. And uh, James Bartley's down there
2: too in that area. Oh, is he? he, Is he now? Yeah, he's he's from here. He's from America, but I think he lives in Australia. Like, you know, like, so a lot of people, like, I heard it's beautiful there, man. Like, I'd I'd love to come over there and surf. I used to surf, like, (laughs) you know, I heard the waves are like really amazing there you know
0: yeah it is what depending on where you go where i live the waves aren't too great but it's like uh in queensland there would be a lot of people surfing and probably in darwin but i i'm not too familiar with darwin but i've been to queensland a lot and it's queensland is there's just something about queensland where a lot of people just from australia when they have struggles living in in like you know they have bad experiences and and they A lot of awake people go to Queensland for some reason. A lot of awake people do. They end up just moving there. There's something about it that just draws them there. And I I like it there too. I really do. I feel different there. It's strange. I don't know how to put it. Uh,
1: It's like that Northern California versus where I live, right, near Washington, D.C. This has got to be probably the epicenter of evil. I mean, people are uptight. They're uncomfortable. They're miserable. They're not happy. And you can you can see it. It's just it feels different. Despite California's problems. If you go near Mount Shasta, Northern California, Redding and all that area, you literally I felt physically better. When I was there, I felt emotionally more stable. It was just a better environment compared to here where everyone is just so stressed and um mm. you know i could go i could go like out of this area and go to like a rural area and it's still the same thing it doesn't seem to go away it just gets more it's more concentrated by the city but it just doesn't feel right here and there's yeah something
0: you need dc aren't you so that's oh
1: yeah it's yeah. You know, there's a big circular parking lot around dc you know so uh call 495 the beltway a lot of accidents mm. there angry people and that's where all the NSA friends are. By the way, I wanted to say hi to all of my friends, <laughs> our friends at the NSA that live in DC or outside DC and ride that circular parking lot every day to serve evil. I wanted to thank you all and Satan thanks you too. And uh, you know, I just um I hope that you all uh get it together one day and, and get on the right side of things. Yeah. Yeah.
2: and uh well, you, sal thank you for somebody some guy named sal uh, he's he i really like the stream he gave me a ten dollar super sticker thank you sal i appreciate your contribution if anybody wants to uh, contribute to my podcast like the links are in the description i put tip jar you could do paypal buy me a coffee but it's your no obligation you know it's that's i just announce that now every time because like you know
1: what I, I just do but anyway do you
2: guys want to tell everybody where to find you and and anything you want to
1: promote or anything like that or whatever I just want to say one thing about your podcast and why people need to support it as to the as opposed to the bigger ones is because this is a true grassroots podcast. Rob doesn't discriminate. He puts people on. And, you know, if it wasn't for him, I don't know where I'd be right now because he was an integral part. And by him putting me on the show, it flushed out the devil, more or less. It, it, It was an integral part of my awakening and breaking away from these nasty evil ETs so um you know and, he, and if it's if it's happening to me it's happening to other people because of his work and we all need to pull together and support what rob's doing and support his channel on every one of his platforms and as far as where you can find this uh i am going to be doing a website again and now i think we're going to be actually doing something as versus before because i have a partner to work with but um other than the hajan contact d channel um, you can find me on Rumble, which I'm heavily shadow-banned there. It's Voices of Orion Project, and you can find me on there, under that title elsewhere, but you'll have to enter it in without the spaces because if you put spaces in it, the algorithms on these other platforms are shadow-banning me actively, so nothing will come up. And it doesn't do that with other, other people's channels. So um, I don't have a big platform yet. We don't have a big platform yet, but I hope we can expand it a bit considering what's against us. And, um, yeah. Yeah. If if, and, if you can put those links in, and plus we have a Telegram group too called the Planetary Consciousness Project. Yeah. And if you need those links, Rob, after we get done, after I pick my mom up, I can I can send those to you in case you don't have them.
2: Yeah, send them to me. I'll put them in the because right now I just have your um, I I think I just have your YouTube channel in there.
1: You, you yeah. know, so like I didn't I didn't know you know. And for, the, yeah. for those of you who go to the youtube channel go to the main channel page go to the right hand corner at the top where you see the you know the forces voices of orion project and you'll see the links to the uh, telegram group um come on in and introduce yourself and get to know everybody the more people we have the better it is we've only got about i think 82 people it's 81 minus myself and actually 80 minus dean and me so um but yeah i highly recommend coming over you know, maybe in time, if, if we're able to and they don't kill us, uh, we can create something and be like another Project Avalon or just a community of people, of like minds and souls that can get together and share ideas and information and help one another.
2: That sounds awesome. I, I, I know one of my, someone who watches my show started a Discord. So now I have a Discord. So that's great because I feel like I can connect with people like if they if something would ever happen and my channel gets taken down, then yeah. people know where I'm at there they can go to I mean, I don't have a big following on Rumble at all, but I mean, I'm working on that right. I, I mean yeah, it's crazy,
0: yeah, and i I yeah, I'll back Nathan up on that like this his the the he's created a bit of a community with me and which he started that Planetary Consciousness Project um, group in Telegram. And it's it's quite good because people are encouraged to be open and just talk. And I've had some people contact me privately looking for my help on there. So I've put a little an out, a thing in his group saying, look, I'm very tired and exhausted. I, I do still do free work, but I can't do free work for everyone. Uh, it just depends on the circumstance, honestly. I try my best to, you know, and um, and if anyone would like some help, just you can reach out to me through uh, that group, or you can contact me on my through my email, which Rob and um, Nate also has, which is my name here, seven seven Alon Talon, however you'd like to say it, because it's a multi-meaning name. It's just it's just seven a l o n at protonmail and you can just email me about past life stuff because i do regression i do trauma instant reduction along with that and i mix that in with psychic work and uh i seem to have a good track record with the people that i've helped so far i don't think i've had a single person say i haven't helped them um and they've helped me understand how i've helped them specifically they've given me very good feedback so that's very nice to hear Uh, i'm very humbled by that because i i really didn't know how far I wanted to take my work I mean how many people I was ready to to take on and help but honestly at this point it's it's okay if people you know don't feel hesitant or like you're bothering me please email me we'll work something out if you want some help and I'll just have to make time for for anybody that that needs it um I just David. joined your uh,
2: Discord, Nate. By the way, I found you. I found you. It's under Planetary Consciousness
1: Project. I, oh, so I, you uh, just
0: joined the Telegram then? Yeah, Robert, Yeah, I just little. joined it.
1: Awesome. Yeah. I also wanted awesome. to mention something too. You can find my my friend, my project partner on Project Avalon under Seven Alon. I'm under Hajay and contact either, but I'm rarely there. So if you message me, I probably wouldn't see it. Um, <clears throat> until I, I log in and so forth, but yeah, he's there more more than I am. So if you're a member of Project Avalon, you can you can find Dean there and uh, yeah. I highly recommend if you're not a, a member of Project Avalon that you should join because it you know you've either got two choices here. we can make a new project Avalon or we can make the old project Avalon the way it should be and that and that, in, that includes a shot in the, in the arm of new people. And um, you know, I think I think we ought to just rebuild what we had. And um, you know, yeah, make- both
0: sounds good too. Like, Holy uh, Bob. yeah, yeah. Because because I think Avalon's a very special place. I think it's got a lot of special resources. And Bill Ryan, like you know, um, you know, I've I've been a bit sad how things have happened. Uh, sometimes on in the community like there's just there's just turbulence that happens and i think i think people just really need to work together and just try to better to understand each other and work things out and i think avalon's a great place to do that there's people that come on there for support all the time that's where i went and um, i think nathan's group is also a great um place to to commune as well i mean because uh, we didn't i don't think either of us really anticipated using telegram to create a group but it's like it's just the most cost effective way right now because websites poor bill bill ryan he 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 has done such a great job of keeping that site up with his with his mods and stuff like that and admins he, he he's very humble about it he doesn't he doesn't he tries not to ask for donations but he's had to to keep it going sometimes and oh it's it's just i'm just very happy that it's still going honestly it, i yeah. don't want that place to go down at all it's 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 too valuable it's too valuable and he's done really good work with it so yeah i agree with you nathan and about what you were saying about all that so just um yeah i'm on there as as the same name 7 l o n. um you can private message me on there and i'll do my best to check that as well for messages on there as well but the best way to get a hold of me actually would be uh, Mail. the the email that I gave, seven a l o n at ProtonMail.com, uh, or just the Telegram group that Nathan has. Um, yeah, so thank you. I'll stop rambling on now about all. No, that. it's
2: okay. I, I'm just I'm glad you told us about the uh, the the uh, the, um, the Telegram group. I I like that. I like staying informed. You know what I mean? I think we all need to stay informed with each other. You know, but this this was insane. This was a mega stream. This was like three hours. Like was crazy. <laughs> well, I'm going to end the broadcast now. Have a good night, everybody. Thanks
1: for tuning in. Uh, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks, Rob. Hope everyone thanks has a good night. night.
1: Everybody.